Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Speaker Podcast. I am your host, Mike. It has been a wild week in the world of sports, but I am not here alone to recap it. We are running on a skeleton crew tonight, but it's but we're here. It's me, and the Mad Producer, Podcast Poppy in the building. We preach consistency, Michael. <laughs> and if I am anything, I am consistent in life with everything that I do. Death taxes, Dylan and Mike are here. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony is out in the streets working or Bunny hopping. Working. <laughs> <laughs> James has a stomach virus and hope he gets better. Josh has a baby that won't sleep. And Roz is has bronchitis, an ear infection. He's move he's in the process of moving. And he's a jet fan. <laughs> so let's tie it all Life back. is rough for him right now. Life <laughs> is rough for Roz right now. But we're here. We're here. We're going to keep this train going. Because we are, it's playoff time. Gotta play hurt. Gotta play hurt. And That's very appropriate. <laughs> we are gonna get right to it because we have to. The best quarterback in football is Patrick Mahomes. He is. He's the greatest of all time. There's, we're not there yet. No, he's the greatest of all time. We there is no argument about 2023 who the best player in the league is. It is that guy because once again he showed up in a playoff game. He has yet to lose uh, a, a home playoff. Play. No, no, yeah, he's, a home, no, he's, he's yet to. He's yet to. He hasn't played a road playoff game yet. Never has he's, played a road playoff game. He's yet to lose a home playoff game in regulation. He's only lost in yeah. overtime. He's never been beaten in regular time. Remember when they changed the overtime rules and we didn't get a single overtime playoff game? Yeah, uh, not one. <laughs> not a single one. Bills fans screaming for an overtime rules change just for them to get waxed by the Bengals yeah. and not fucking play up. an overtime game. And they're going to cry and complain and they're going to build a stadium with a dome and they're going to cry and complain about that and they're still going to get ran off the field. You know what my favorite thing is about, like, we'll, we'll get to this eventually, but this is where we and you get to just shoot the shit because nobody else can tell us what to do. Uh, <laughs> did you see after uh, the Bills uh, loss to the Bengals how everybody was comparing uh, Josh Allen and Cam Newton? And everyone no. was just like, yeah, well, Josh Allen is just uh, a, a stupider Cam Newton. Cam Newton dragged Ted Ginn, <laughs> with, who had feet for hands, to a fucking Super Bowl, and Josh Allen can't go with one of the three best wide receivers in football. The fact that Cam Newton absolutely LeBron James that horrible Carolina Panthers team. Not and like I. That's why it sucks that they lost because Cam absolutely. Did God's work. The fact that he dragged that Carolina team, A, to the Super Bowl, 
did do you they were 15 and one like i don't even looking back at it how did he even how did he and ron rivera even do that well that defense was crazy it was that yeah, defense Cooper, was crazy Cooper, 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 i don't Keekley. know how you that. luke keekley josh norman uh uh what the fuck's his name uh Davis, Thomas Davis. Uh, they had studs up and down that defense. Ron Rivera coached his ass off. And that's when Cam Newton was running over linebackers. Yes. That's that, that that's why Cam Newton sucks now. <laughs> because he was running matches. over guys who are six foot five, two thirty. <laughs> like it makes me wonder what Cam Newton could have been if he had Greg Roman as an offensive coordinator. He would have been exactly what he was. The problem is, he would have been Would he have? Because Cam, because Greg Roman doesn't keep his receivers open. Do you think that Cam is better than Lamar Jackson? They're different. I think Cam is a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. I think Cam's a better thrower of the football, of the football than, Lamar. than Lamar Jackson. The problem Cam is, is not, we got Cam's to see not Cam as fast. We got he's to not see as, Cam carry. Yeah, I was gonna say he's not as fast as Lamar, and he's not as twitchy, but he can run. He's he can run people. He that offense. Lamar that, avoids contact in a way I've never seen before, and he gets away. Cam with Newton it. was trucking Cam Chancellor. That's so. <laughs> imagine different. The way the Ravens, or imagine Cam in this Philly, the Eagles offense. Like that's a terror. That, and that's a terror because Hertz is more of that Lamar Jackson build of avoid the tackle, keep going. Where Cam was, I'm going to fight for extra yards. But Jalen will fight for his yards, though. But not the way Cam does. Not the, but that's what I'm saying. Jalen will get in there if he has Jalen's also not as big as Cam. But that's what I'm saying. Just yeah. imagine Cam Newton running the way that the Eagles do. Oh, goodness. But uh, I mean, just imagine Cam with. That offensive line, those wide receivers. Well, I would say, oh, just imagine him with AJ Brown and, and Devontae Smith. Child. Just one of them. Just one of them. <laughs> just one of them. The best player he played with, they got rid of him immediately in Steve Smith. And then Greg, Greg Olson, Olson was washed by the time they really got cooked. I think they had one good year together. They Cam never got never got the help. Cam, but Cam carried to a Super Bowl and just ran into an all-time defense. He ran. He ran into Von Miller and had who his was an all-time great linebacker. You had two Hall of Fame pass rushers in Demarcus yeah. Ware and Von Miller, and he willed them to that Super Bowl and played pretty damn well. If he didn't you know, play bad. everybody remembers Ed that didn't, fumble. Didn't drop all these fucking passes thrown at him, and everybody I was watching a highlight fumble, reel. But- of Can't that MVP well. year of Ted Ginn dropping 15 passes or something like that in a span of like three minutes, all of his passes. And all of them were wide open, like post routes that were touchdowns, like walk in touchdowns. And he dropped them. I'm like, find me the touchdown pass, the passing touchdown number Cam Newton had and add like 10 because he dropped them. And that's what he was dealing with. And they never got him help. They, it, they just can't. they built the Panthers the way the Ravens are building the Ravens, except Lamar can't will this team to be that. And the Ravens don't have the defense that that Panthers team has. No, the, Raven, the Ravens defense is really good, but not like that. 
Not they like don't have that, the linebackers but... to do it. Keekley was a fucking game changer. He was. He was a game record. He was the water boy in the NFL. He, and he He's... retired at 28 years old. Mm-hmm. And then the same year we lost uh, Navarro Bowman. Mm-hmm. And I was pissed. No, Patrick Willis. Patrick Willis. Patrick, Patrick Willis also retired. He retired the same the same year. Or no, in a span of two years, both twenty years old. I didn't think old. it was the same. No, it was, it, was the, it was the it was in a year after Keekley retired, then Patrick Willis retired, and I'm like, we just saw two of the greatest linebackers to ever play the game of football retire before they hit thirty. Patrick Willis is one of the best plays I've ever seen. Before like, they hit thirty, because they're like, yeah, this game hurts <laughs> a lot. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, Josh Allen is just a worse Cam Newton. I was like, facts, <laughs> facts. I can see it because Josh Allen can't win the big one. We don't know that yet, though. As it's being written right now, can he win the big one? If he retired right now, no. I'm, I'm not asking if he retired right now. I'm just asking the story of his career. Can he win the big one? Right now, no. QB three. He's behind Pearl and Pat. Remember right. when I when I said that after the game and you guys told me I was crazy? You're like, no, Josh Allen's still two. I was like, no, he's three. QB three. You went on a rant that he could be one. He could you if said, he would if he would have beaten the Chiefs. It's a conversation you ha- that has to be had. It's not. It's not. It is. It's not. It and is. We saw we saw why it's not. We saw why it's not. It's not. Joe Burrow's the best, not lost that game. The best elevated his team and dragged them on one foot. He played great, but let's not sit here and act like <laughs> he absolutely played great. He played great, but Joe Burrow no that was unbelievable. That no I will receivers. give Patrick a ton of credit on. One he made leg. Marquez Valdez Scantling look unbelievable. Look Sky like, Moore played like look like Juju Smith Juicer out there just cooking Eli Apple, cooking him, cooking him. What is that saying? <laughs> hey. He's just doing what everybody else does to Eli Apple. Patrick was out here doing everything in his power to drag them because I don't know if y'all, I'm sure you know this. By the second half, it became quite apparent what Cincinnati was doing. We're going to double and triple team Kelsey and dare you to beat us with any of these bums out here. And Patrick said, say less. That works when you have a quarterback who's not Patrick Mahomes. Saying less. When you have a quarterback that's not a top ten quarterback, you you could do that. Like if you when you're when you're facing the Jets, you want Zach Wilson to throw, so you just blitz the whole time. You're just like, yeah, you run, run, run into these eleven men that are waiting for this to get the line of scrimmage. We dare you. That works against him. You do that to Pat Mahomes, you're like, oh, you're just gonna blitz everybody. All right, watch me complete 15 passes in a row. Like, it doesn't work with the great ones. The great ones find a way. Joe Burrow played. He played. He's not like, he's not the reason they lost. He's not the reason they lost. He didn't have a great game. He had a okay game. When it mattered, he was unbelievable. That second half was awesome. (laughs) He had an awesome second second half. half. He played a really good second half. It's just he's lucky that uh, he played a bad first half and it didn't keep them out of that game. 
It's just one of those things where it's like when you have a great quarterback, you're in the game. No matter what, no matter what the circumstances, you are in the game. And he showed that no matter how good I am, I am in this game. Opened up the halftime with a touchdown immediately. <laughs> with what was it? T. Higgins had himself T. a couple. Oh, T. Higgins had. That's what I was waiting for you to put. T. Higgins had himself a day. Would have been very interesting how that game finishes if he doesn't get hurt because he was having a day. He was eating. And then Jamar Chase is Jamar Chase. And I, I still don't know that fourth and six. I feel like that was more Jamar than it was Burrow. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was a great throw. I think it's a great throw when you have Jamar is what six four, six five. He's like six three. Six, and but he can he has hops. He's shifty. He he yeah he could go His and hops. make the play. He went up there and high pointed the shit out of that ball. And I mean that was a great catch, great catch. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's the one. Those Bengals receivers were just that second half. They were just both just like oh, head top. It, it I'm grabbing like, everything. I felt like there was, was leaks in the dam, and it was just leaks in the dam, and it was just like you could just feel that the Chiefs need to do something because this is gonna break soon. But, and then oh. I will tell you this, like we said last year, Aaron Donald, that's what Hall of Fame, that's what elite D linemen do, went out there and and wrecked the game. And Chris Jones, and shout out to Jim Nance for setting it up. That's why he's one of the greats, for for giving us the backstory about how upset he was about last year and how he felt like he needed to do more and how he dedicated this whole season to this game against the Bengals. And then right on cue, on those last two drives that the Bengals had, he absolutely got he looked like the best defensive player in football. Cause they couldn't guard, they could do nothing with him. And you can tell me better, Dylan, why they single coverage him on that last play. I will never know. I will never know why you said the last play you're gonna that man has been eating for about 20 minutes. And you're gonna leave him on an island? And- I, yeah, I I don't understand the idea of leaving these guys one on one. It seems like the Bengals do this a lot in important games, where the best interior pass rusher just eats, like every death taxes D tackle eats. Like, it, I I don't understand it, but it, it happens to them frequently. It happens to them in the season too. Whenever they face a, a top like pass rusher on the inside, they they tend to get I mean, killed. We saw it last, even though they beat Tennessee. My man Jeffrey Simmons. Jeffrey was Simmons eating. he ate that too. Eating. But he had nine sacks. He was eating. There's only four defensive tackles in the NFL who are like really good at rushing the passer. It's it's your Chris Joneses, it's your Aaron Donalds, it's your Quinn Williams, it's your Jeffrey Simmons. Like uh, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett's not a defensive tackle. Are we getting specific with the inside? Oh, okay. Interior, right. yes. All that's right. what I'm interior. saying. Interior, interior. defensive tackles. There's only four that really do it. Everybody else is really good at, like, stuffing the run and getting I mean, involved. Uh, what you call it? Eagles didn't look bad on Sunday. Uh, Fletcher? Yeah, he didn't look bad. He's one of those guys, too. But He, he didn't look bad. I don't know if older. he's on their level, but he, he didn't. He, well, at one point, he wanted Fletcher it. Cox was. <laughs> he wanted it. He wanted that game. 
at one point Fletcher Cox was that level. It's just he's lost a step. So no. like he's old. That's what I'm saying. And that's no disrespect for Fletcher Cox. It's just he's not in that elite elite anymore. He he gets he gets his still and he he has a great defensive line around him too. So you have guys like like Ndamukong Sue was in that category at one point. Uh, uh what's his face from the, the Bengals that, that, that used a, to be uh, there? Uh, uh, Gerald McCoy. Dude. And Dominican Sue, Gerald McCoy, fucking uh, the dude on the Bucks. Uh, what the fuck was his name? Uh, I'll think of it later. But like, there was a whole era of those big dudes in the middle who just could do it, but not Holy the level that Donald Jones. Holy not, yeah. There was a whole era of those dudes, but now they're just getting double digit sacks, <laughs> which is insane. But you had between Quinn Williams and and um, Chris Jones, that's like twenty five sacks on the season between the two of them <laughs> wow. but like i just don't i just don't get how you could see chris jones as like the game wrecker and you just let him wreck the game i don't get it <laughs> and like he's the best d lineman they have like he would be the one that's on your scouting report you you have to talk about that man and in the biggest moment of the season you single coverage him they got what they deserve One unless there was a stunt sack. on the other side that's the only thing i could think of as to why he was single covered i mean if there was go a back stunt. and look but he sat burrow so fast i mean Let's it was hike pancake like it was shout out to him though because that was a that was a play right there and then patrick went home promptly got the ball Oh, yeah. he was just one on one. Oh, I got it. Yeah, just one on one. Like there was. And he, he did there. off. Oh, let's. Oh, now it's about to load. Let me. I'll, I'll have it up in a second once uh, Twitter decides it wants to fucking load. Hmm. Yeah, all right. Uh, present. Share screen. Who knew Steve Nash was the number fifteen pick? All right, so Chris Jones is on the edge here. Actually, they swapped yeah. him, and that's key. That's Leal Collins. Yeah, still get out the way. Get out Eight. the way. Eight sack, like three seconds. Three seconds. Goodbye. Good night. Have a nice day. Uh, like literally off the jump, he never lost this rep at, at all. No, oh, looks like a uh, bam. Thanks, Internet, Comcast. <laughs> Fucking losers. He never he never lost a, a second of this rep at all. So kudos to him. Unbelievable game. I'm interested in see because the Chiefs you typically don't do a good job of getting pressure on quarterbacks. Like they, uh, Spags usually styles up blitzes and has to be creative with it. The one way you're going to put pressure on the Eagles is on the inside. You have to get them on the inside because their tackles are unbelievable. Kelsey's great, but their guards are their weak part of their offensive line. You have to try to find the, the sweet spot where you can attack a guard, pressure hurts up the middle, and keep him from running. That's the only way the Chiefs are going to have a chance. Well, Obviously, you all have homes, but <laughs> Patrick Mahomes took this team down the field, 
waited until the last. Uh, do we want to? I wish Anthony was here so he could talk about his nonsense conspiracy theories. We need to get the X Files sound for him when he starts these conspiracy theories. Every time a team loses, he's like, "Oh, they're uh, rigged is trending." I was like, "Yeah," because fans of that team and people who gamble, okay. like gambling is legal now in most states. So, like, people will say shit's rigged because they just lost money. Mm-hmm. It's just how that goes. It was a weird communication error by the officials, but I mean, it it happens. Patrick Mahomes still made the play. Like, regardless, Cincinnati did not get the stop. Patrick Mahomes like, ran. I, they said they're like, oh, that that last play where Mahomes rolled out was a clear hold, and I'm like. You do realize that there was a roughing, like unnecessary roughness penalty on the same play. They would have canceled out. They would have canceled each other out, and you either would have repeated the down, or you would have declined. Like it, you would have given them another opportunity. So it doesn't make too much of a difference. And then it's like, oh, it, it's rigged, like. Like we did just watch Chris Jones just obliterate the right tackle to fucking <laughs> sack Joe Burrow with 39 seconds left on the, their last drive of the game. Like we didn't just see this man push back Patrick Jones when he was out of bounds. Like we all saw it. I we saw didn't watch it. Joe Burrow come out of halftime and just tie the game. Or even the intentional grounding. I said it live it, it me, while it happened. Me and you say it at the same time. We both text group chat like, yo, that's oh, that's grounding. intentional grounding. That's well, you can't do that. That's that's bad. People were saying, Oh, that's not grounding. No, that is absolutely no, that's grounding. Absolutely grounding. Like, what are we doing dead. here? <laughs> Why are we acting like it's not? <laughs> I know we we're, we we have money on the line here, but it doesn't mean we have to uh ignore football. Exactly. That's you, Michael. You ignoring that fumble against Tennessee. That wasn't a fumble. It was a fumble. It's not a fumble. (laughs) I've seen that play now two or three other times in these playoffs. The exact same play called the opposite every time. That Brock Purdy play, that was a fumble. That was not a fumble? It's not not the way it was interpreted to me. It's not how it was explained to me when I watched my team do it. I don't understand how, like, but the again, guess what? That Brock Purdy play ended up being a fumble. FYI, like, put 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 some, the Titans glasses down for a minute. <laughs> put the Titans glasses down. Fumbles are fumbles. Fumbles are fumbles. You get hit, and the ball goes in a weird direction. The ball doesn't go in the same direction that your arm goes. Because that would mean that you were throwing the ball. You lost the ball before. You you could throw the ball. Like, the ball could still go forward if you lose the ball. You do know that, right? But if you're in a throwing motion, then it is a You could still step. lose the ball in a throwing motion. What are we doing? No. You you can't? You can't lose the ball in a throwing motion if you're, if you're getting hit, hit? If you're getting hit going like that this. Ball come out as, like... But you have the here? grip on the ball. But you and did, you but going... he lost the grip. You lost the grip, Michael. It is an incomplete pass. We've seen it. If you're doing this when you get hit, you're making the passing motion. And I disagree. The, 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 ask for the refs to be more consistent then. 
because I am the model of consistency. Because when that happened in that other game, you said, look, Dylan, not a fumble. I was like, well, I thought it was a fumble. I still think it's a fumble. I think the refs got it wrong. Mm -hmm. But it was called differently. Consistency, Michael. We don't get it. These referees do not get it. Titans hate, right? Everybody wants to hate on the Titans. Nobody They do because we're boring. We're from Tennessee. We don't have a sexy quarterback. Yeah, we're boring. Nobody wants to see us. But he wants the golden boy, the new hot thing, Trevor Lawrence, Super Bowl winning quarterback, uh, Peterson. That's who we want. We want that. We want. We want to say Duval. That's what we want. That's what we want. We want to see uh, the the tall blonde guy against Joe Burrow. That's what we want. That's what we. That gets the people going. That's what we want. We don't want to see. Ryan Tannehill. We don't want to see the Titans. Well, fun fact, you wouldn't have ball. seen Ryan Tannehill anyway. <laughs> we don't want to see the Titans run the ball twenty-five times. Nobody I have no problem that. watching the Titans run the ball twenty-five you don't times. Don't want to see that. The NFL did. The NFL Absolutely. loves Derrick Henry. When Derrick Henry's fun. doing Derrick Henry things, and they get to say tractorcito when he's running people over, the NFL loves that. Not in the playoffs. Absolutely, the playoffs. Not got to make it there though. Quarter, quarterback. They Absolutely. Don't. Did you know that the team that wins the run differential wins the game? Most of the time, yeah. In all but one game? <laughs> Maybe that is in the Titans' favor. What was the one game? Uh, what the fuck was it? Was it because it, who the fuck was it? Because I remember getting the record. I just needed to see. Was it the... Because I know that the Titans won the run differential in that game against... Oh, the no, but they Jaguars. didn't win. They don't get it in the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. I know, it, but it, I'm it, saying, but I know that that happened. That was an essential... That was a quasi... That was a playoff game. But, but it, it wasn't. Then, but it, it wasn't. Was, it was a win in your but end. But it wasn't. But it's, it's a not win a playoff game. What was it? Was it the wild card round or was it week 18? That's week 18. Uh, they are not a playoff game. Mm-hmm. They officiated <laughs> it's it. It's a playoff situation. It's a playoff like atmosphere. But it was not a playoff game. It was week 18. <laughs> Anything week to 18. get your stat across. I just present stats that are, are factual, Michael. A game that is like a playoff game is not a playoff game. <laughs> Nonetheless, Chiefs win. Chiefs win in a great game. Much better than that other piece of shit game that was played earlier we'll ta- in the I'll game. I'll talk about that game in a second. I just Before we move on to that game, I just want to point out, as I did in the chat, how I absolutely love Kansas City talking their shit after the game. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Love them rubbing it in the Bengals' faces and yours. Burrowhead. Oh, Burrowhead. This, this is Sparta. This is Travis Kelsey was awesome. Amazing. No to the mayor of Cincinnati. Know your role and shut your mouth, you shut jabroni. Mouth. <laughs> shut it up. These are the champs. Patrick Mahomes' dad speaking full on like Southern Trucker. We smoking on that Burrow pack. <laughs> that Burrow pack. 
it was great. I love that the Chiefs took that so personally because I also thought it was insulting. Once the the, the mayor of Cincinnati came out and said that, I was like, oh, this is bad. I just didn't want to say that in the chat because I got to be consistent. Mm -hmm. But but once I heard that, I was like, nope. This ain't ain't it. You can't have the mayor doing that. And then Patrick Mahomes goes to the press conference. Yeah, man, the mayor called me out, man. (laughs) (laughs) What what am I supposed to do? (laughs) Go out there and ball. That's what you're supposed to do. On one leg. With that, shout out to Andy Reid who gave a real interesting post game speech, also. But doesn't matter. Shots not done. Advance. The atmosphere was amazing in Kansas City. As Dylan stated, much different kind of game happened in uh, South Philly. That game was a piece of shit. <laughs> that, <laughs> that game was over in about the second quarter. That game was over by the That game was time. over in at the first quarter once Brock Purdy fucking got hurt. <laughs> that game was over at half that win because San Francisco still came down the field and scored. Christian mm-hmm. McCaffrey was doing a that grown thing. Man run. He was doing that thing that he used to do in Carolina where he still fuck it. I'm going to drag this team to the finish line. And it looked good. And then in the matter of about five minutes, it just completely fell apart. Jalen Hurts led. You are not back, doing that. You are not back doing that. Breaking drive that included multiple penalties by San Francisco. To the point where in the chat, in real time, I asked Dylan, were the Niners being too aggressive and do they need to fall back? And just, yep, that's the exact thing you said. No, they're fine. No, I don't think they needed to. The problem is that face mask is bad. That The the problem is they had, what, three straight penalties involving hitting people in the head. (laughs) So it's like, you know, you could be aggressive. But why are you know you can't touch these guys' helmets? Why are you doing that? That's not even aggressive. That's just being stupid. They're so hyped up that they're being stupid. Yeah, but it's like you you tell them to tone it down, your chance of doing anything now stops. It's not like they were doing a great job of stopping them anyway, because in that like they lost Fred Warner and Nick Bosa in the same drive to start the game. Everybody was in the blue tent for San Francisco this game. Every single buddy who was like worth a damn visited the blue tent <laughs> over there. And it's just like you couldn't do anything about it. You couldn't do anything about it. It's not like you could have listened to the, the, the stat line, right? Jalen Hurts had a QBR of 64 of throwing the football. He could have not played. And they still would have won <laughs> by like twenty something. <laughs> no. Yes, they no. won thirty-one to seven. Right. Garden Minshew plays that entire game. They probably win seventeen to four. Why? But why? But they didn't win because, because of the quarterback. Not they won as because good they as Jalen Hurts. He's not as good as Jalen Hurts. But Jalen Hurts wasn't why. good. That's the thing. He wasn't. He didn't. He was bad. He wasn't Mike. 
He had he one bad throw. You couldn't you couldn't wait to just feast on that one. No, because no, because Brown. you were you were doing nothing where you overrated. Wait, tell me, let me, let me read you off this stat line and tell me what, how great this is. Right. And then I have the eye test to it because I watched that whole game. He was 15 for 25 with 121 yards passing on a 4.8 average rushing. He had 39 yards and a touchdown on a QB sneak. Right. Mm -hmm. What's great about that? Nothing. Nothing is great about that because they ran the ball 44 times. <laughs> they ran the ball 44 times. So, no. like, this game isn't, like, nobody, like, the defense led this game. The defense, the defense did everything the in this game. The defense won that game. They, you could have not played a quarterback. That's how good that defense played. You could have had Kenneth Gainwell running Wildcat the whole game. And they would have won. The it would not have been the same. Because, as you said, you watched the game. Jalen Hurts was making very good and very big plays. He made a few drive-saving, continuing plays. Is it really a drive-saving play is when it, you is, know is that the Niners can't throw? The drive? Is Mike, not let me the ask drive, you a though? question. If, if you know that San Francisco's can't throw the football... <laughs> But that has nothing to do with Jalen Hurts. It does, but it, it does. Do Want to know why it does? What does it have to do with him being effective on third down? Because even if you don't convert the third downs, you know you're getting the ball back in three plays. <laughs> to do it again. <laughs> but again, like, he didn't – like, what, are we going to really sit here and overrate this performance? We're not. That, that was a solid B, B-plus performance. B- a 64. If you got a 64 on a test, do you know what that is, Michael? It's a D. It's a D. So are we are we going to say a B when it's it a D? A, it was a B. But but the numbers tell you it's a D. No. The numbers, the numbers tell you it's a D. No, those are only equating his passing, though. I'm sorry. Let's go back to his rushing. But again, look. so do you have the advanced stats up there? Look what stats what are you are. looking for? For how he performed during third down. Tell me what he was doing on third down. Because team stats. That is saving drives. That's continuing drives. They were five for 15. And those are big plays. Check out the second quarter. Can you break it down? Because the second quarter, besides the dumb penalties, I saw Jalen Hurts continue to move that ball. They converted on 33% of their third downs. So what is that? Two, three? That's a third of their third downs. One out of three? I mean, they they had – I saw them convert more than one third down in the second quarter. No, they they had – they had total. I'm talking about for the game. It doesn't break it down to the second quarter. But as a whole, they were – they converted on a third of their third downs. And then – they got all of their fourth downs because they were all fourth and one. <laughs> Which is still. <laughs> Which is great. No, like they've mastered the QB sneak to a T. Like this, this, uh, this stat that I was throwing around throughout the season, I was like, it's a 98 percenter. Comes from them. <laughs> it comes from them. It's a 98 percent success rate <laughs> every are, single time. They are very, very good at it. 
They mastered it. It's not even they're good. They mastered it. Jalen Hurts is very good at it. Again, well, why are I, we why, why, why are we giving Jalen saying... Hurts the credit on QB sneak when that's literally ninety percent linemen? <laughs> not not if you pick the wrong gap. No, it's gap. designed. You have to. They block a certain way, and but, then when uh, you, you depending can, on the defense I've that you're seen, played, there's going guys, to be inside. I've seen guys pick the wrong gap though. No, yeah, absolutely. But when you practice the QB sneak the way Philly practices it, you should know how to do it. But when you have guys these you I have mean, we just we just saw baltimore blow it we just oh, saw brent, brent huntley we just saw that we just i just saw but that. they also don't have the level of offensive linemen that the eagles do where jason kelsey can break down everybody's job on a qb sneak and where the gap is every time just by looking at the defensive line every time you know where if you see what side is being hedged you know where, where your gap is like when you but, practice the QB sneak, it is what it is. I'm not. I I will give Jalen Hurts credit for like having a great year this year. I'm not going to give him credit on the QB sneaks. That's silly. I'm not going to tell you that he won the game. The defense won the game. Jalen Hurts did not play bad, and he was no, but he did. He was he, a reason that they won. He wasn't the main reason, but he was a reason that they won that game. Jalen Hurts did not turn the ball over there with hot cocoa over. in his hand all game. Instead of throwing the football, just drinking hot cocoa back there, knowing that there was zero threat <laughs> on the other side. Once they put up their first points in the second, like once they went up twenty-one zero, how did how did that first touchdown happen? Off of a, a catch on Devontae Smith on fourth down, that wasn't a catch. <laughs> did they call it? Oh yeah, they uh, Nick they Sirianni did that thing where they ran down the field and <laughs> handed the ball off before they could do it. Because when you review the tape, that ball was wobbling, <laughs> and I said immediately, I was like, "Oh, that's a great catch by Devontae. And then because that was a not a good thrown ball either. <laughs> but I'm that was not, a great catch, though. It was you no, know, it was an unbelievable catch. That was more Devontae than Hurts because he had to reach in front of him and haul that back in. But again, it wasn't a catch. But in real time, I was like, holy shit, that was a great catch. And then they, they reviewed it. And we're like, oh, man, that's not great. <laughs> and then they immediately came in and handed off the ball off, and they ran the football <laughs> into the end zone. And then they did the same thing in the second quarter where they ran the football in the end zone. And then they're, again. They're a great running team. But they again, absolutely but that's what I'm saying. Control, they absolutely can throw the ball. And Jenna Hurts absolutely I'm not saying they can't throw the ball. I'm saying this by game. By himself. This game right here, it didn't matter because there's no threat of the offense scoring on the opposite side. And you know that your defense is making their life so hard (laughs) that, like, you could just sit there again, and Jalen Hurts could have sat back there in the pocket because there was no pressure. All fucking game. No pressure. He could have sat there with hot cocoa, wasted 15 seconds, and walked to a first down. That's just the way the game is going. But that's what might, where I disagree with you is the way Philly's defense played has nothing to do with the offense. Like, they're not out there. It puts the offense in a great situation. They're not making plays. They They injured two quarterbacks. No, I'm saying. They're not making plays for the offense. The offense still has to go out there and execute. They still have to do the game, They the can't game just stand over. there and not do anything. They have to get these first downs. They still scored all those points. Like, 
They the did that thing you do did. in Madden. You double click the right stick and just hit chew clock to get the game over with. And it just so happens in the second half, they got that one touchdown and then just continued to do nothing the rest of the game. Because that's literally what happened. They scored in the third quarter and then didn't, they scored a touchdown and then they didn't do anything else in the fourth quarter where they decided to kick a field goal. But like this game, it, this is one of those games where it really didn't matter who your quarterback was because of how effectively they ran the ball. They ran it very well. They ran it down the San Francisco's throat. 44 times they ran the ball. And it didn't matter because Miles Sanders got himself a touchdown. Boss Scott got himself a touchdown. And then insert Philly quarterback who could run a QB sneak in there on the one-yard line got a rushing quarter, uh, what rushing touchdown. This is one of those games where it's like, you could say, I, I will hate on Jalen Hurts throughout the season and be like, I, you could play Gardner Minshew and they put it in one. You could have played anybody in this game. <laughs> and that's my argument there. Like, he didn't play great. He didn't play bad. He just was there because he didn't need to do anything. If San Francisco would have been able to put the pressure on Philly, you we would have saw Jalen Hurts do more because they would have opened up the playbook. They would have tried to get these guys open. And they would have just kept it pushing. They would have just kept scoring. On They would have decided to pass the football because they came to a point where San Francisco was just run committing. It opens up the game. When you run the football 44 times, you complete 15 passes, and your quarterback doesn't need to be good, doesn't need to be great. He just needs to be there. That's the optimal way to win. That is literally the optimal way to win. But I'm not going to give a quarterback credit for just being there. If this was one of those things where it's like, oh, San Francisco scored a bunch of points, they made it a good game, and Jalen Hurts fucking was, I don't know, he finished 50 for 25. If he was 26 for 34 and had 280 and two touchdowns, I'm like, no, he played great against a great defense. But here we go. 15 completions, less than five yards average, 120 yards, because he didn't need to do it. Find me. Well, I didn't know my monitor was there. Uh, find me a situation that, like, anybody couldn't have done that. I could have been playing quarterback that game and figured it out. That's where I think you're, you're just greatly devaluing his impact and his presence on this team. He, Fifteen for one twenty. I'm not, but I'm not doing it as a whole. Literally, is what stirs the drink for this team. This offense is not the same offense without. They are better. Imagine saying that when the guy him. completed 15 passes for 120 yards. They are yards. better because of him. This imagine saying that in a game where a guy completed 15 passes for 120 yards. Imagine going 14 and one in the games that you started, and still no one giving you credit. Well, you know, it's everybody else. But then you go 0 and two when he doesn't play. But this is also one of those situations where it literally was everybody else. We find the one situation that happened in front of our eyes where it was literally everybody else. And you're like, I want to give Jalen Hurts credit. Nick, look at me. He 15 again, completions. I'm giving, him, I'm giving him credit. He was a part of it. The defense saying, won that could game. Have done, Jalen Hurts couldn't have participated. Michu, I don't know if Gardner Mishu won that game. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. 
I don't know. Take Jalen Hurts seven points away. Right? Because ultimately, the one thing he contributed they don't was a touchdown. Run as effectively with him, with him not. In the numbers the game. say otherwise. Regarding issue was in the game, he ran for minus five yards. That the is, way these running backs were running, different than, well, he's not a runner. But and when you that when you have the offense, when that you run for point. thirty yards total, are you much of a runner that, as well? Or? But they're running RPOs. Eh. The, the RPOs up. aren't what the quarterback run. The quarterbacks don't necessarily run on RPOs. It's the option to hand the ball off on an RPO. And they didn't run a ton of options for him either. They ran a lot of QB power for him. And again, he only averaged three yards of carry on 11 attempts. So he literally got to the line and fell forward. That is selling. That is, it's I'm so, just saying what the numbers say to that. And I'm telling you, watching you I and I watched the game. You watching this and can't see his impact on the game, and telling me that anybody could do what he does. No, anybody in this cannot, game. In this game, anybody in this cannot. Game. In this game, anybody yes. cannot. Do, Zach Wilson does not win that game. Well, no, that's because Zach Wilson is fucking stupid. But <laughs> that's different. I'm not saying, oh, just go put somebody who's dumb behind there, because Zach Wilson will find a way to throw an interception on a run play. That's what I'm saying about Gardner Minshew. But Gardner Minshew's not an idiot. Not, but he, he's not Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts also wasn't Jalen Hurts this game. <laughs> Jalen Hurts played well below his average in every statistical category this game. So if you're going to give me Jalen Hurts, he's not Jalen Hurts. Well, Jalen Hurts also wasn't Jalen Hurts. And they still blew them out. Why is that, Michael? Because the defense had a good Because the defense injured two quarterbacks to the point where Christian McCaffrey had to put on a helmet with a walkie in. And then Brock Purdy comes in, and the whole Philly defense saw the, the fucking video clip at the link of him talking to Kyle Shanahan on the sideline, and he says, I can't throw. <laughs> like, again, that they could have given San Francisco every single possession, and Philly would have probably still won. It was rough. That that also just want to talk to San Francisco 49ers fans and Kittle especially. And it sucks that I just didn't have a quarterback. As if it was bad luck that he slipped and tripped on a banana peel or something, and that's why y'all didn't have two quarterbacks. No, they got took out. The Eagles made plays and they got what? took out. Out. The worst part about it, it's not even just like your one and your two. That was your three and your four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they, maybe that's what he's referring to. Yeah, but bro, you still in the NFC Championship game with that three? So I don't want to. I don't want to hear that. But but no, no 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 no. It's I understand what he's saying because your quarterback now can't throw the ball. And then tip your cap to the Eagles because yeah, it was it sucks when you don't have a quarterback and like. When you don't have a quarterback, things like that happen, and one can't throw, and the other one wasn't allowed to play because of a concussion. So yeah, like, I'm glad they didn't let him back in because that looked that would have been nasty. That, that looked bad when he went down. That would have been nasty, but it's like you might as well have just had Christian McCaffrey play quarterback the rest of the game because all they did was just hand the ball off. It's one of those situations where it's like, yeah, we are not playing great. Our defense is just giving up penalties 
Our offense can't catch a break. Just hand the just knee, just knee and put on shoe clock. <laughs> that would have been better. That would have gotten the game done a lot faster. Because that was a miserable game to watch. Nonetheless, Jalen Hurts and his horrible singing of the Eagles fight song will be moving on to Phoenix. Shout out to Brian Dawkins presenting the NFC Trophy to one of my favorite safeties of all time. Weapon love, X. Love B Dawk. Eagles moving on. Fly, Eagles fly. They will be there in Phoenix. One of the easiest roads to the Super Bowl imaginable. And they will be dealing with a tough one. <laughs> they will be dealing with that slander for the next two weeks. But Mike, is it not? Well, you're not the only person saying it. They they haven't played anyone. Anthony agrees with you. That should tell you where you. Well, I don't want right Anthony now. believing with. I don't want Anthony like agreeing with me at all. But like, he he quickly turned real quick. Very on quickly. All that once he he's come to the realization. But like, here's the thing. He's I said fraud. they haven't played nobody, but I acknowledge that the Eagles are good. That's the difference. And I've been saying that all year. I was like, they haven't played nobody, but I think this team's good. But again, every time I see them play a fucking good football team, something fucking happens. And I never get to really figure it out. So uh, if if they go into the Super Bowl and something happens, like Pat Mahomes already injured. If That's something happens, they can't win because if they blow out Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes looks compromised. No, I'm not saying he looks compromised. If he gets hurt in the Super Bowl, they just can't get no credit. You're going to call it a bubble championship? You're going to just say put an asterisk asterisk next to the Super Bowl? No, No. I would never do that. I would never do that. It's just one of those things where it's like every thing that can go wrong for their opponent goes wrong. You know what this sounds like? Everybody talking about the Warriors' first championship. Oh, I'm one of those people, too. That first championship is super sus because every starting point guard they played fucking got hurt. (laughs) Every single starting point guard they played got hurt. That is not in their control. That's not, but it's just like, what is this? That doesn't diminish what It's the perfect storm. It's the perfect storm. Because, you know, damn well, if they ran to that Spurs team with Tony Parker, we probably would be looking at a different situation. Or, or if Kyrie Irving doesn't get fucking hurt. I, I do think if Kyrie doesn't get hurt, Cleveland wins, but I'm biased. I'm a big LeBron fan, so I'm yeah. biased. But no, it's just one of those if if Patrick Mahomes gets hurt in the Super Bowl, like I already said that I think this Philadelphia Eagles team is one of the best teams I've seen assembled from top to bottom, up and down. Like, that still will be the case. It's just when I refer back to the Super Bowl, I'm like, well, they played the fucking Giants, <laughs> and then they played San Francisco, and they hurt everybody. <laughs> everybody couldn't play, couldn't throw the football past the second quarter, and then Patrick Mahomes, like, died. So, like, what, how am I supposed to evaluate this team? And then next year, Lane Johnson's going to retire, Jason Kelsey's going to retire, and Dominic and Sue and all those older guys are probably going to be out of there. And then it's going to be a completely different team again. And it's like, oh, all right. Now what? <laughs> and they'll still be fine because they still have a shitload of picks. They have a shitload of picks, but you lose two Hall of Famers on your offensive line, a potential three Hall of Famers on your defensive line as well. 
then it's like, oh, all right, well, let's see how that goes. Because again, you need an offensive line in football. Like the running game works when you have an offensive line. The running game does not work when you have idiots up front. We will see. Because Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey are two of the best. And uh, Jordan, they'll have Jordan Mailata still, but those guards aren't great. You got to replace your center and your right tackle too. Yikes. It's a lot. But we are. Here is the bracket. As you see, we have an Eagles, Kansas City. I don't know if it's the Andy Reid Bowl or the Kelsey Bowl. It's the Kelsey Bowl. Philly doesn't like Andy Reid. <laughs> Which I don't know why. Philly's still mad be, at Andy Reid. They should Andy Reid should absolutely go into Philly's uh Ring of Honor or whatever the Eagles want to call it. He absolutely should be there because that franchise is a nothing franchise until he got there. I mean, to be fair, they were a nothing franchise with him there because they didn't win anything. Uh, I would kill. You would kill for the success Andy Reid had. I, I'm not saying I wouldn't. Okay. But I'm so saying. Let's not act like they, they had Andy Reid for fucking ever and then they won the Super Bowl without him. On a team he had nothing to do with. The new regime. What if what if he was there well, when that regime was there? Then we'd be talking differently. But he wasn't even like Doug Peterson wasn't even the first coach to replace Andy Reid. Remember. It was exactly. Chip Kelly. They were trash after he left. Um mm, mm, there's a reason I, you had two coaches in what, five years? The problem, no, Chip Kelly's problem was he was a dickhead. <laughs> and and he was also the GM. <laughs> That's why he got fired. He was a dickhead GM. And then ran back to college. <laughs> where he could be in complete control. And that roster that he got fired from was a good roster. It's just they went and they made a couple different trades to get Alshon Jeffrey, bring in uh, LeGarrette Blunt, and like tweak the defense a tiny bit. Everybody else was there. It's just you simplified the play calling for uh, Nick Foles and keep it more of the RPO style. Very easy for the for the quarterback to make reads, and bam, there you are. Make a trade with the Saints to get fucking Malcolm Jenkins. Are you trying to tell me that the Eagles was a good team with the Eagles had the had the players with Chip Kelly there? You know, the problem again, Chip Kelly is dumb. Okay. But he had talent on the roster. It's just he was the an Eagles asshole. Perform better if Andy Reid was the coach of that team. Well, the last couple of years of Andy Reid was not very good. So, but the talent they? that you're speaking of was not there. I if you're gonna I, here here's what I'll ask you as my retort with because who was the quarterback? It was it was Nick Foles. <laughs> <laughs> it was Nick Foles. Uh, I don't think Andy Reid is good with Nick Foles either. <laughs> <laughs> and they had they had those weapons there in Philly. Just I don't think anybody would have been good with Nick Foles as your first option at quarterback. And then Carson Wentz was having an MVP season the year they won the Super Bowl and then got hurt. I give a ton of credit for Doug Peterson. For, yeah, uh, that's fine. I don't have yeah, no but, problem with that. But Peterson. Chip Kelly and Andy Reid and Chip Kelly, those last four, like those four years or so are weird Philly in Philly because you had the Mike Vick years with Chip Kelly where they were fun as fuck to watch. 
as well. So I was like, uh, we'll see. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Andy, Andy Reid is a weird coach to me. I, I love Andy Reid, but Andy Reid's shortcomings are his clock management. And I think he finally has a quarterback to uh, outplay his bad clock management. I mean, you can make that case. Because with Alex Smith, he fucking blew some games. <laughs> the funny thing about it is Patrick Mahomes is so great that we forget that Alex Smith was really good with Kansas City. And they were, I don't remember if they made the playoffs that last year. They did. Or they did. They made a run in the playoffs. So, like, you know. we and, I was calling for the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And then uh, they did that thing where they fucked up in the last two weeks. So Me and my brother sitting there like Andy Reid doing Andy Reid things. Andy Reid is you're not going to get me to talk bad about Andy. Reed. I love Great Andy Reid, coach, Hall of Fame coach, and as I stated, the Eagles, he absolutely should be in their Ring of Honor. They were nothing before him. They were nothing after He's, him for a while too. <laughs> they were nothing after him when he left. And they won without he's got, him. He's got the most wins in their franchise's history. I mean, it's he Eagle fans need to let go. Let it go. It was mutually everybody knew it was time to go. He knew it was time. They knew it was time. It was time for a new voice. That's what happens. And all's well that ends well. Even though they had to deal with Chip Kelly for a little while. Chip they got Kelly's Dougie stupid P. Ass. My my favorite my favorite sport fan video of all time, EDP 445. Chip Kelly, what the fuck is up, cuz? <laughs> they was able to get Dougie P. They did a little Philly special. Beat Tom Brady, made my night. Fuck Tom Brady. Had Kevin Hart drunk on, on uh, NFL Network, which was classic. Can't hope for a repeat of that, because that was hilarious. I know he's older. He's learned now, so we think. Yeah, and right. <laughs> and uh, Andy Reid went to Kansas City and walked right into the go- right into Michael Jordan. I mean, he didn't walk into him. He, I mean, they, he did tra- him. they did trade up for he, to get him. Andy Reid. I don't know if he knew he had this, but he knew Patrick was was a little different. And Andy got his Super Bowl, and we were all happy for him. We all almost shed a tear for him. Yeah, because they were robbed the year before. They were. Ugh, fuck Tom Brady. I should have. I should have watched Patrick Mahomes playing three straight Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. I should have. Speaking of that guy, uh, we got to rejoice one more time. Groundhog Day. Woke up, and I've retired for real this time. There he is. Oh, there it is. Good morning, guys. Pussy. I'll get to the point right away. Punch me in your what fucking face. Iron. We're good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record. As if you woke up today and decided this. I won't be long-winded. You only get one super... Emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So, I uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you. Not me. For supporting me, my Not family. Me. You're a cocksucker. I hate friends, you. Teammates, <laughs> my competitors. 
Fuck you. I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, go be a dad. Guys Fucking loser. Live my absolute dream. That would change. Cry about it. Pussy. Love you all. Cry about it. <laughs> like, what is this? Like, is he sitting here on the beach just like, you know? Oh, was me. I have to retire. I'm going to retire. You know what? I'm going to do it. Let me hit record on the phone. I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to speak from the heart. I'm not going to write anything down. Your agent told you when you woke up, you got to go say something. Got to go do something. This is a week after this motherfucker was doing uh, a podcast, and he's like, I don't fucking know what I'm going to do yet. Cursing out Jim Gray, which was awesome because I hate Jim Gray. But (laughs) cursing out Jim Gray for just asking, hey, Tom, you know what you're going to do yet? Which, I, the funny thing is, I understood because I don't like Jim Gray. And I absolutely, Dylan, we do a podcast here. We talk before the show starts. I know for 1,000% fact that Jim Gray asked Tom Brady that before that podcast started. And Tom was probably like, eh, I'm leaning this way or not, but I don't know yet. I don't want to get into it He was looking for a gotcha show. moment. I don't want to get into it on the show. And then Jim Gray promptly, what was that, Tom? Do you know yet? Eh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> My favorite moment of uh, Tom Brady's retirement day was the Pope. Mike Francesa the going on Pope. first oh. take oh. and obliterating oh. Tom Brady's career. Uh, and that I was, was like, funny. yes. Let me just yes. quickly give you guys an origin story about this podcast. And Mike Francesa and Chris Maddog Russo are one that I will not never like they are one thousand percent the reason that I wanted to do this. I yeah. wanted to be them. That's what I wanted. When I was younger, there was nothing better than listening to them talk. And yeah. Mike Francesa was my guy because I thought Mad Dog was annoying then. He's annoying now. But I thought he was annoying and he just rah 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 rah. And Francesa hit you with the facts, calm and to the point. Dylan, have you ever heard that phrase "never meet you"? <laughs> I, I I have, I have. Because now that I am older, and I think it's safe to say, Dylan, we we can say this with our chest. We're in the business. We're in the game here. Yeah, we're in the game. We're we're here. Now that I'm older and I'm in the game, and I listen and watch. He's not that good. He's he's not aging well. It's not. It's... He's not aging well. If we were where we are now when they were prime, like I used to listen to Mike and the Mad Dog with my stepdad on the way to school in the morning at eight years old, mind you. So I was in it. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. in it there. And it, it seemed like it was so much better than what we currently have. And maybe it's because Frances is like 90. <laughs> 90 on his deathbed <laughs> trying to still like live in those glory moments but man he's got some bad takes but his tom brady stuff was his tom brady on. take was spot on though spot on. I, I, I can't be mad because i was watching and i was like i was just getting mad just him there i was just like what, uh, look, you guy. look you look old you look decrepit like what is it? at least look at dog dog still got energy he's still Go toe to toe with Stephen A. Every because dog's still on the radio. Like, what are you doing here, Francesca? And then, you know, like that old veteran that can still give you that one good game out of nowhere. <laughs> here he come off the cuff. Tom Brady, the breaking news because Brady did this at like 
nine o'clock in the morning because, of course, he wants to dominate the sports talk for the day because that's what selfish people do. And I'm sure Aaron Rodgers will be doing something like this soon because that's what selfish people do. But Francesca just comes and Molly, I don't even think Molly knew how much of a Magic Johnson alley you pass she threw to him. But boy, boy, play the clip, Dylan. He just went off. He wasn't great in college. He lost his job, which is what fueled him his whole life. He's the most competitive person anybody's ever met. And he worked harder than anybody ever to be this good. He made himself this good. He didn't, he didn't start out that way. He was drafted late. He had a terrible body. He took him time to do it. Now, I'm going to throw a little, you know, oil on the uh, ceremony. Okay. Yeah, yeah, He's not the best regular season quarterback I've ever seen. Peyton Manning was. Bad. He's not the best Super Bowl quarterback who ever lived. Joe Montana is. What he is, though, hmm. is the guy who played the longest and he won the most games. He won the most Super Bowls. So he will be remembered because nobody's going to play 23 years and nobody's probably ever going to have a chance to win that many Super Bowls. It's almost impossible to do. He was in the right place with the right coach and he was that competitive. But so, let me say this. In the Super Bowl, just take the Super Bowl performances. Nobody ever has competed on the level Joe Montana competed on. Not even close. And in the regular season, I watch every game in the regular season. The best down-to-down, Sunday-to-Sunday quarterback I've ever seen regular season was Peyton Manning. I have to say this to you, Mike Francesa. Let me tell you something right now. Initially, when you said that, I was going to say what blasphemous rhetoric is coming out of this man's mouth. But as I think about it, I'm like this. He's right. He, he wasn't the greatest regular season quarterback, nope. and he wasn't the greatest Peyton Super Bowl quarterback. So, so, so. I sit here, and I, I immediately start doing this hate thing that I do when it comes to Tom Brady. <laughs> I see this, and I'm like, Tom Brady's the greatest game manager of all time. He's not even good. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. My hatred He's for Brady the greatest game manager of all time. Think about it, Mike. His first couple Super Bowls, he was saved by Brady his defense and uh, Adam Benatieri, the greatest kicker of all time. Fuck you, Justin Tucker. I don't care. And then he had the tuck rule. And the then rule, he, he always rule. had elite defenses. He faced the Philadelphia Eagles with T.O. playing on a broken on fucking leg. leg. He played against Jake DeLome Jake and the DeLome. fucking Carolina And Panthers. they still almost beat him. And they still almost beat you because you sucked. You were a game manager at the time. You go in, the second half of the, of the aughts, you were cheating. Then, well, then you don't win for 10 years because you're cheating, you're cheating. You, when they stop you from cheating, you can't win. You just can't, can't win because you're a fucking win. loser. Can't win. They had to go get you the greatest wide receiver of all time for you to go undefeated the regular season just to lose to the Giants. Just to lose. Just to lose to the Giants. And then, and then you see that Giants team again, and yeah, oh, you it's fucking lose. Revenge. It's gonna be our revenge. No, you lost again. Fuck you, Tom Brady. G-Man. Game manager. Immediately then, started doing this. Then hit. it took Pete Carroll doing the dumbest play call in NFL history. The dumbest play call in NFL history. To you to get to finally get another ring. Then you have Atlanta in fucking the multiverse during the game. I don't know what happened during that game. So I, then you lost to Philly. Then you then you then you let Nick Foles. You let Nick Foles come off the bench 
and not only outplay you in the Super Bowl, but personally outplayed you when you tried to get fancy and catch a pass because you saw him catch a pass. And guess what? He caught his pass, and you fell flat on your face. Tom Brady's the worst wide receiver of all time. Every time he <laughs> runs around, he falls. <laughs> but yeah, it, to give him credit, he did win one in Tampa. There's nothing we can say about the Tampa one. I don't oh, know. yeah, I we mean, can. I'm sure you can. Absolutely, I, I can. That, that whole Kansas City Chiefs offensive line was injured, and Patrick Mahomes was fucking dying in the backfield as Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and every other wide receiver on that team could not catch a fucking football that was put on their hands. Hands. I watched Travis Kelsey get hit in the helmet four times that game. Four times that game. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. You're a circumstantial quarterback, Tom Brady. And you're a bitch. Your wife cheated on you and left you. Now, we might argue here, and I might just be talking. I I, I told myself I was going to sit down and really think about this. But my initial instinct about that best regular season quarterback, he said Peyton Manning. And your gut wants to say Peyton Manning. But for some reason, Drew Brees in the regular season was something at that the way the Saints used to run up and down the field, and that was only for uh, actually. If you take no, a look at those I mean, numbers, if you take a look at those years. numbers, it was a four or five years. Peyton Manning did it every year. <laughs> you know better than anybody here, Michael. He did it every and year, and that's why I can be biased because I, I I'm I will admit I'm not really like Drew Brees. Drew Brees's run from like '08. To like, so like 13. Nah, I would say 15, maybe. Because he when started he getting. He's, when he retired. Yeah, he, he just retired. He just retired, but he also had years where he was hurt, didn't play the whole season. Like he, his run like died for a bit. And then it, he had the revitalization towards the end of his career again, where he was having these fucking crazy years and then losing in spectacular yeah, fashion just year, after year after year after year. Gut wrenching. It made him quit. I really think, well, I mean, no, his he last was year, he was trash. He was, yeah, he was trash his last year, but that could be because of them, them losses. That take a lot out of you. Yeah, they took his arm strength. <laughs> that Minnesota loss, that, that, I, that, that offensive pass interference that Kyle Rudolph did in the quarter of the end zone. That to this day, I think that, that Saints team that lost to Minnesota, I think they would have won the Super Bowl that year. I, I really think, think they would have won. Any teams up. that lost in those three-year stretches, whether it be the Rams, the fucking Vikings, or or like, oh, because oh. they they lost the Vikings twice. Yeah, so I'm talking about the uh, Stephon Diggs. Oh yeah, no, I'm talking. I was one. talking about. Oh yeah, oh that was that. I I know that. I just feel they would have won the Super Bowl that year. The back-to-back years of having that. Defensive pass interference just that not get called, and then Stefan Diggs, hard. like to lose in those two ways consecutively. The, the The thing is with that first one though, with the pass interference, they had a chance to win in overtime. They had the ball, but that's that's one of those things where, like the LeBron versus Golden State, where J.R. Smith didn't know what was going on. Like, I can't. You're you're done. You're cooked after that because your brain is just like. How did this just happen? I don't even understand what's happening right now. So, I, he, he lost the spectacular ways. But Peyton, Peyton Manning. Like I said, I have of, to go look. Because you, you're probably right. It's probably still Peyton. Mike, I'm not going to sit here and, and say, like, I know Reeves. I'm right, but I absolutely know I'm right here. I remember it being is terrified Peyton. of Drew Brees, though. 
terrified of that offense. Peyton Manning changed the way the game, the the positions played. I I understand. I understand. And he did it every year, every fucking we'll, we'll, year. We'll have to look this up. We'll have to argue this in the chat. I don't know. Maybe I don't. But see, the problem is, I'm not willing to die on that Drew Brees hill. I'm not willing to oh, die man. on that hill. No, so I'm, I'm willing. To, I'm willing to die on that Peyton Manning hill. I'm not willing to die on that Drew Brees hill. Like so, I say, Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback I've ever seen because of talent. But when you talk about just expertise at the position, it, that's Peyton Man. Peyton Man is the smartest quarterback I've ever seen. Smartest quarterback uh, I've ever seen. It's just he would figure you it out immediately. Remember playing him in Madden, and they would let him know what your defense was and just change the the thing. That was the most cheating. I couldn't. He would just cut no matter. He knew what, what the de- he you, knew what every defense was calling. Every, no matter what defense, whatever you called, he would just come to the line. Ah, da, 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 and, and hike two yards. Ty Hilton going down the. The the problem is he just ran into some fucking teams in the playoffs, man. He he ran into the, the Tom Brady Patriots. Brady a couple times. Uh, he ran to us. He ran to, I think they lost he ran to, to the Chargers. Chargers. He ran to the Jets. He ran into some teams. He Man. ran into some. I think he ran to the Ravens one time too. Mm-hmm. With he's running into some fucking teams. Man, yeah, it's 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 Peyton Manning. And then for anybody who's going to say Tom Brady is the goat because he has the most rings, oh, we're going to do that thing you guys do with LeBron when LeBron mm-hmm. loses, and we're going to hold his finals record against him. And last time I checked, Joe Montana never lost <laughs> in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I don't use that argument because it's a dumb argument. But when it I hits, don't actually think it's, but I don't. I think that it might be John Elway. Actually, ah. go look at Elway's Super Bowl numbers. How many does he have? I think he's been to five. How many has he won? Two. I uh, see. There we go. We're not doing that. <laughs> you're making the Jordan argument. I, I know, but that's, the, but that's the point. <clears throat> that's the point. I'm trying to diminish Tom Brady the way people diminish LeBron James. Because I'm going to tell you, boy, John Elway. John Elway, for people that don't know, is my favorite quarterback of all time. Well, he's, no, Steve McFarland's worst. But John Elway is who I consider to be the best quarterback of all time. I know Tom Brady has all the accolades and all. Fuck fine, Tom Brady. Fine. But if you want my honor, I John Elway, I think is the best quarterback to ever play. So I, just go look up the numbers. Just go look at if you don't know, just go look. John Elway was something different back then. Oh, absolutely. He was Tom, John Elway is one of the quarterbacks that I would love to see now. Oh. With the way these offenses are, he'd be throwing for five thousand yards a year. <laughs> five thousand yeah. yards a season, like forty five touchdowns. Easy. Because Elway was a master, master on that field, and I will still disagree with Dylan on this one because I mean, even though he is, like I think I said in the chat, even though Patrick is gaining ground, I still think Aaron Rodgers is the best talent-wise quarterback I've ever seen. I've never Peyton has still Aaron has still done things I just never see. Like my Aaron problem is, is I have this hate for Aaron Rodgers. And, like, there's a possibility that he's a Jet, and I have to sit here like, I fucking hate this guy. And then he's going to be on my team, and we're going to be winning football games, and I'm like, I fucking hate very, this guy. Very similar to LeBron going to the Lakers. 
the, because Ron, say, uh, Ron's absolutely hates the fact that I don't care what he says. He hates the fact that LeBron is on the Lakers. He wants to root against LeBron with so everything, bad. everything in his body, and he can't. He can't because he's on his Lakers. But oh, uh, so yeah, I would absolutely root, root for that for you, just to make you have to root for Aaron Rodgers. I I'd be sitting here and just be like, ugh. Can't even like enjoy this. <laughs> Waiting for him to fail. The only thing that makes me even happier about this Tom Brady retiring is now my brother can stop sending me pictures of Tom Brady in a Jets jersey, <laughs> knowing that that is like that is the old, yeah. That's I don't even know if there's a word for that. That's code X, code red. I don't. That that was ooh. that would be the day you see me turn into Roz and Roz turn into me, <laughs> <laughs> where we switch roles. Where Roz would be like, "Yes, we got Tom Brady, but don't give me old Tom Brady." Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, I'll be sitting here. I'm like, "Oh, I want to drink bleach." I I would have boycotted the Jet season next year. I, I, it was cool. Once I heard a couple weeks ago there was rumors about him coming to Tennessee. I was like, "No, no, no." Nightmare fuel. I, I hate that. Nightmare fuel. No. Don't you touch my team. I can't do it. Like Tom Brady would be a plant. He'd be a plant if he walked into one Jets drive. You sit here just to fuss over one still, last time. You still feeding you you talking to Belichick, aren't you? You talking to him. I know. Tom Brady, you Tom Brady doing that thing he does just being an endearing human being. Ah man, fuck Bill. I bleed green. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Take flight. Take flight. <laughs> Now, that would be Russ. That would be Russ. Right? So the first press conference. Jet fans. Hate flight. <laughs> uh, uh, don't do that to me. <laughs> don't do that to me. I've, I've done a full, like, 180 on Russ. I have not. I've probably done 90. Uh, not 180 yet, but I've done 90. But speaking have... of Russ, he's got a new coach. Yeah, the the Denver Broncos just love giving up draft picks. <laughs> they think like you and Ross. Draft no, 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 no. I va- so I value NFL draft picks a oh, lot. It's, it's NBA draft picks. It's NBA draft value. picks can fucking go somewhere. I don't care about this sixteen year old right now. That's my thing. Like I don't care about my sixteen year the sixteen year old. Whereas the NFL, you get value in picks one in rounds one through five. Of guys who can contribute to your team right now. That's why it's so important to have those picks, especially when you are a team who is about to be in cap hell. Like, you can't build a team without draft capital if you spend money, because eventually it's going to kick your ass. Mm-hmm. Look at the Saints. The Saints needed to trade Sean Payton so they could get draft capital because they are in cap hell. Which. <laughs> I mean, the fact that they didn't lose any players, it's a good move because Denver gave up a lot. <laughs> Denver gave up a lot. Now, did they sign him yet? Uh, I think I think they're still finalizing the trade. How long do you think they're going to give him? Five years, six years? Oh, they're going to give him whatever. They're going to give him like six years. D'Amico like, got, got six, so they'll, got they'll give six. him at least six. Shout out to D'Amico's agent, too, for getting that six because – the way the Texans they be fired they ab- after one year. They absolutely use that in the negotiations because who gets six years out the gate? Like I mean, the cool thing is D'Amico Ryan's former Texan linebacker. You so think like, that means you think that means something? To to him, yes. To him, to, to that him, owner. Yes. To, that to owner, the owner, no. Nothing. Jack Easterby, absolutely not. He's, no, he doesn't give a fuck. Mm-mm. 
about that, but D'Amico does. So D'Amico is willing to put the whole like, hey, y'all fire black coaches every year. Why do I want to be here away? Because I'm, I'm a Texan. Because I, I, I played here. The greatest player in franchise history and J.J. Watt gave me oh, this endorsement. Yeah. Gave me this endorsement that I should come in and and I was a great leader and I'll lead this group of young men and blah, 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 blah. Like, I think that means a lot to him to do it, especially he's going to, it just sucks. He's in a bad situation because it is because that cover is there. Like, like, like Anthony, there. Anthony it's, thinks it's, his fucking Texans team is going to be good. Absolutely. He, not. Really, he really riles me up when it, you better, your Titans better watch out for the Texans, sir. Sir, please stop. Please stop. You want to tell me to look out for the Jaguars? Okay. They won a division. I will concede that Trevor Lawrence is really, you know, you can see he's going to be good. Might not be good right now. (laughs) He's still young and dumb right now. He's good now, but he's going to be great. But Jacksonville has talent. Like, there's no denying that. Yes, I'm no longer worried about the Colts because I told y'all. Well, the Colts have talent. Colts stink. The no, the Colts, the, pro- stink. the Colts played without their best defensive player all fucking year. The Colts stink. Now their play calling stinks. From before the season started, they stink. No, that's your hate they, coming through, though. Did they stink? Yes, and there's a lot okay. of things that went into it. Okay. Did I tell you that Matt Ryan was washed up? You did. I will concede defeat there. I will stink. concede defeat there. Stink. But if the Colts keep getting washed quarterbacks to play for them, then I'm not worried. They stink. If they if stink. the Colts rehire Jeff Saturday, I'm I'm, I'm praying for it. I'm praying for it. Please if the, do it. If the Colts hire but, Aaron Glenn, well, I was to say, but they, not, they, their coaching candidates just that as you guys know, I have a phrase that has become popular because it rings true. Bad franchises do bad franchise things, and Jim Irsay is showing all of us that they are a bad franchise, and he should thank the Lord that Peyton Manning wore that jersey. Because if he did not, this franchise would be the Texans right now. I can't think of a worse franchise. I just did the Texans. I just did the Texans. I can't think of anybody else that stinks because my I mean, default would have been like the there Jaguars. There are other Hall of Famers that played on that team in that I, I, stretch. I, I couldn't think. I was like, well, the Jaguars are good, so I can't say the Jaguars. So no, I the Browns. The Browns. The Browns were in the playoffs a couple years ago. And so were the Texans. True. <laughs> no, it's but, just yeah, their it, coaching candidates are so bad. Terrible. Tell, tell me, tell me, Aaron Glenn isn't the Rooney Rule without ter- tell me Aaron Glenn without isn't the Rooney Rule. Because like, let's let's go ahead and give a second interview to the guy who coached the worst defense in football. I don't, Jim say You look at me now. You look at me good. <laughs> if you're gonna sit here and tell me that Aaron fucking Glenn, former Jet great, Aaron fucking former Glenn. Jet. Is the answer to your football needs? You're drunk. <laughs> you clearly need to go leave that bar you're at with Jeff Saturday because this was, ain't happening. I've heard he likes to do. He, the only team that has worse coaching candidates for them right now is the Cardinals because the Cardinals don't have any. <laughs> so say, I don't know who's coaching them. Apparently, there's this rumor going around that I don't know how much I actually believe of it, but nobody wants to coach Kyler. 
which is why wouldn't you? Because he's a because, well, actually, bit of a problem child. Well, because Arizona has put out a very bad narrative about him, which is amazing because they then turned around and gave him all that money. So why would you? Why would you do that? Well, the money came first, and then that bad narrative really came out. But when they were negotiating, and when the contract was signed, who you think Kyler Murray released that uh, video game clause? He didn't release that. Arizona released that. So again, bad franchises do bad franchise things. So I'm just I'm just biding my time and just waiting because Kyler's gonna get fed up with them. And you know, hey, it might be problem a team with Kyler Tennessee. is Kyler is so good, it's just he's fucking short. He's short. Like, he He's gonna be out of the league in like three years, Mike. He's too talented for that. It'd probably take five. Well, uh, actually, you know three what? Five, let me not three to five. let me not say because I don't know how he's gonna come back from this knee injury. I don't, but that's that's me saying anything without injuries. He, there's gonna be a he's team. Still, he's still very good. He's his, so his talented, throwing, but he can't his play throwing, in the pocket. He needs an offensive coordinator that can divide, design sh- stuff that he does well. Bootlegs and sh- screen like there's so much talent there. Like. There's, you could he's definitely so maximize good. He that for so three good. five years. But he can't stand tall in the pocket because he can't fucking see. Like, he can't fucking see. Time. Like, I, I just don't understand. How, and I like Kyler Murray a lot. I like, like him too. a lot. And I think he's super talented. It's just he has to run. Even though he shouldn't because he's an unbelievable pocket passer when he can sit in the pocket. You're gonna draft a bunch of offensive linemen who are six one. You you can't do that. That's how you die. Like I don't know, and it, it gives me. It's tough because it, I look at Bryce Young, right? Who's listed at six feet tall. He's, he's not six, not feet, six tall. feet tall. But he's another one. The arm talent on that kid is just, and he's going to be amazing. He's about to be put in a, ba- a worse situation than people really think. Be- and not because of his lack of talent uh, uh, on the team itself. It's the guy calling plays for him is a first-time play caller. He went and got the passing coordinator <clears throat> from San Francisco to be his offensive coordinator. But you never know. But that you never know, though, Dylan. He could be really good, though. We we literally don't know. We don't. The know. worst thing you, you possibly you do is give a rookie quarterback a rookie head play caller. That's the worst thing you could do. But we didn't know. I mean, Doug Peterson had a track record a little bit, but we didn't know that. It, like, I'm just saying. Let's wait and see. I, I hear what you're saying, but I don't want to just declare. It's a bad thing. That it's, it's going to be bad because it could be good. No, I'm, I'm be saying good. it could it could be good, but I'm saying the situation he's walking into isn't a great situation. But again, it's to be expected when you go to a team who is the bottom, like the first two picks in the draft. There's a reason they're there. They stink, right? They stink, and I want D'Amico Ryan's to do well. And there's not a lot of great picking for the offensive coordinator. I would have loved for him to go get Byron Leftwich to be his offensive coordinator. Let me just point out how Byron Leftwich doesn't have a job, but Kellen Moore does. Yet, well, Kellen Moore didn't get fired. Uh, 
Did you see the last play that Dallas tried to run? I, I did. Did you see the last play that Dallas tried to run two years ago? Did you see how that? Did you I see did. how the season ended the last two years? I did. And that man got a job before Byron Leftwich. Did you see how Byron Leftwich season ended two years ago? I did. It ended with him holding the trophy. I did. I see. I saw that. The problem is one guy was fired, and the other guy was allowed to seek other opportunities. can't wait. I already don't like the Chargers, so I can't wait. Yeah, no, I don't know why Justin Herbert has to suffer now. <laughs> can't wait. All because the, the Chargers GM's a pussy and couldn't fire Brandon Staley. <laughs> because that's who should have got fired. Scapegoat. But it's alright, because he's going to get fired. Mike McCarthy clearly is holding Not getting on fired. by a, No, he's holding on by a threat. Like, he, he, to me, is already in, if they don't start, he's in Steve Nash situation. If they don't start fast, he's going to get fired. Yep. Quick. The worst thing that's going to happen is uh, he's going to be calling plays next year. Yeah. Once once I saw that he's calling plays, that's when I knew. It's over. He's on the hot seat. They, it's they, over. They either win the Super Bowl or he's fired. Maybe. They have, maybe they, have their, they, they have their head coach on, on their staff already. Yeah. Dan Quinn is they're, they're wait, Dan, Dan Quinn's Quinn waiting. Is he's turning down like every job. He's just like, yes, yeah. He's turning down every job because he knows Mike McCarthy's he knows is scorching coming. hot. And he knows what's coming. He absolutely knows Why would he want to leave his situation? He built the defense. He knows how good the defense is. Believe it or not, he knows how good Dak is. But he also knows that there's an incompetent play caller at the helm. And he knows, just let me... Be the captain. Let me go get one of my guys that I, you know, one of his guys that he knows around the league that he trusts. And I, you know, we'll see. We, we're going to see. It's going to be fun because Mike McCarthy's on his way out and he will not be seen again. Until left the Texans, which is also one of until the Texans fired uh, Ryan's and then they go high. That for one year. Yeah. Yeah. And then they go high. And then left, which is their next head coach for a year and then he gets fired. Mm-hmm. And they just go through every black head coach you could possibly have and fire him after one and year. Then, and then look at us and go, diversity. See? Diversity. No, Todd Todd Bowles should have been fired. <laughs> I would have been I would have been okay with that, although I blame most of their season on Tom Brady, but I could understand if they would have fired Todd Bowles because it fell apart. And, and de- the problem is he's a defensive head coach, and, and the, defense, and the defense fell apart. Yeah, so you know it wouldn't have been fair, but I I would have that I could have. At least we know we have around. a track record of Todd Bowles being a bad head coach. Exactly. I can I can my brain can wrap around it. I still don't understand how Brady gets to retire. He got that man fired and then retired. Yeah, I, I don't know. He got that man fired and then quit. Because by all reports that I've seen, Ryan Leftwich got fired because Tom Brady was sick of him. And then Brady turned around and retired. So, like, what? Petty Wars. Man, fuck Tom Brady. Not oh, your wife dude, left man. you. Get her back blown out by her jiu-jitsu instructor. <laughs> and the Jets have their offensive coordinator. 
Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Jet talk. Go ahead. Go ahead. Jet talk. It was just going to lead to me being fucking upset with getting a washed quarterback. <laughs> because they're best buds. Let's connect the dots. So who did the Jets hire? Nathaniel Hackett. And who's his best buddy? <clears throat> Aaron Rodgers. Uh-huh. <clears throat> didn't we see a report that the, the Packers and, the, and Rodgers are in talks? Because, you know... They don't really want him because they owe Jordan Love. They're, they're in Dylan's hell where his rookie contract is almost up, and they don't know how good he is, even though I don't think he's very good. But they don't know how they good blew he their is. shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they blew their shot to see how good he was last year because Aaron was like, nope, I want to play. And now they're in hell because they need to figure out what they have, and here we are. But it's okay because they'll get a nice haul for Aaron, I think, maybe. Depending on who. The Jets aren't going to – I agree with you instead of what Roz is saying. I agree with you. I don't think the Jets are going to go crazy to get Aaron Rodgers. Ah, no, they will. They will. I don't think so. Two firsts. But didn't Roz say like three firsts or something like that? That's not happening. That's not not going to happen. Two firsts. Or maybe it was Anthony. Anthony thinks the Jets are going to trade three first-rounders for Derek That's not happening. Like – and for Derek Carr, no, because they're not going to do that for Aaron Rodgers. They're yeah, not doing no. that for Derek Carr. Derek Carr. They're not even letting Derek Carr look for trade partners. I would, if I was the Jets, though, give up two firsts for Derek Carr. I, I wouldn't give up any first for Derek Carr. You want to why? Because they'll cut him. They will cut him. And if he wants to go to the two, let's say he wanted to go to the Jets, you just sign with the Jets. But Everybody's say, just waiting to see. Let's say that see. they don't cut him. Like you're saying, we're. In the hypothetical where you had to trade for him, would you give two for him? No, I wouldn't give one. Really? The problem, Derek Carr's market value has plummeted because of the season that he had. But I don't, you think he's washed? I don't think he's washed at all. I don't think he's it's washed just, either. He, I think he's a top 15 quarterback, but the market is different. You get the first round picks for the premium quarterbacks. You don't get them for the those guys who are can be a top 10 or a top 15, especially when you know that you have to pay this guy because he's already on the books for an extension for the next couple of years. And the Raiders have to do something. So I'm not, if, if I have to trade a first to get Derek Carr, I'm not doing it. It's just, just how the cookie crumbles there. I can't wait to see who the jet savior is. The problem is the Jets are going to get a quarterback who's not their savior. <clears throat> Where we'll we'll get a guy who's going to be with us for a couple of years, and we'll we'll get to the playoffs, and then that's it. And then they're going to be gone, and they're going to be back into this situation where we need a quarterback. So, like, I'm hoping what we do is we get whoever this veteran quarterback is, as long as it's not Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't fucking care. Keep him off the Jets. Uh, get Jimmy Garoppolo. And, and draft Hennon Hooker out of Tennessee in like the fourth round. You trust as me? Yeah. Modern medicine? Absolutely. <laughs> Deshaun Watson has no ACLs. <laughs> Absolutely. That kid is the best quarterback in this draft. I think he could be too. I think he's the best quarterback Stroud in this draft. Stroud is good, though, man. I, I Stroud, like Stroud is Stroud. Stroud has to go to the perfect situation for me. Yeah. 
I don't know, Dylan. That kid can play. I, I have my one. reservations. He's another one that's just. He's, I have my reservations. He has arm talent. Like, more than anything else, he has arm talent. I can see it. He has. He can I don't know up, how well he can C. make C. any Howard. throw. I don't know how well he will play without the top talent that he's. I, I don't know that either. That's what I, what I don't know with him because I still see like flaws in what he does and he gets bailed out by the talent. Whereas like Bryce Young, I know Bryce Young is fucking good. <laughs> Regardless of talent, I know he's good. He sees the field very clearly and is not uh, afraid to improvise. And that's very important. Uh, Will Levis is fat Zach Wilson. And I've been saying this, I've been saying this for months. <laughs> and Anthony is like insisting, he's like, the Raiders are going to get Will Levis. And I'm like, why do you want that? I was like, dude, 6'3, 240, plays on a losing team in the SEC and just doesn't win football games. Like, that's what you need your quarterback to do is win football games. At least Zach at BYU won football games. He just wasn't awesome. But you don't have to necessarily be like undefeated in college. No, but you have to win games. Patrick and Dak both weren't like Dak senior year. Dak played great. He did, but but that's my point. Mahomes lost weird that weird one because Mahomes Mahomes in that in that Cliff Kingsbury offense at Texas Tech before they. Because I think they were in the Big Twelve at the time, or they're it's still in the Big Twelve. Yeah, yeah they Big don't 12. play defense in that conference. <laughs> so Patrick Mahomes was having games where he was throwing for fucking seven touchdowns and five hundred and ninety yards. <laughs> and then they lose. Yeah, it, it, like they just had you had flashes with him. There has not been flashes with Will Levis. Like yeah, I don't see it. Flashes with Stroud. Like I said, my own argument with you with that is I've seen him make throws that. It didn't matter what the like the ball was. Yeah, no, I th- right I, where absolutely. it had to be, right on time, right like he has arms out. Now, again, back to what we talked about earlier, he could have RJ Barrett syndrome where he's inconsistent. But I don't think the problem is going to be inconsistency with him. I, the I talent think it's to me, the is talent there. around him. I think the talent's there. I don't think I he th- needs premium talent to give you premium results. I think that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah that's what needs- I don't know with him yet. I don't know if he needs premium talent. He may need good talent. He may not be able to drag a team, but I think if you give him a good team, you can get premium results with him. I think he needs to go to a good situation where there is like talent and then a good play caller. I think he'll need a good play caller. He needs a good play caller. I will give you that. I think he'll need a good play caller. He needs to have an experienced play caller who's going to help him out to help him progress through his reads. Because I think the second you get that second option out, he panics. Because he has the mobility, he just doesn't use it. He doesn't, <clears throat> which is a problem because which he's an athletic kid. Which is frustrating because he can move. Whereas he with has to. with Hendon Hooker, he didn't have supreme talent around him. That kid is bad. That that's, that's a bad man. <laughs> I watched him go and beat Alabama by himself. Basically. By himself. <laughs> by himself, he's a bad man. He's going to change somebody's life. He's going to change somebody's life. I hope I, it's not the Colts, if, but he's going to change somebody's life. That's why it's like if if he's there and you're and you're the Jets, you have to consider have taking to take, him. You have, you have to. to consider taking him because you're like, you know what? Maybe Zach's not it, but maybe My we get these two guys who we could just work with while we have this guy, whoever the quarterback is for the next year, two years. 
my doomsday scenario is what if he's sitting there when Tennessee comes up? That's not doomsday. That's best case scenario. They seem invested in Malik. I don't. I I haven't given up on Malik. I Malik is still two years away from being playable. That's the problem. But I think this year, even though it was bad, I think this year will actually help him because he had no choice but to to mature. And again, there were flashes. There weren't many, but there's what I can see the arm talent with him. His his problem is with him. If the first read isn't there, his he, instant, run, run, run. Yeah. <laughs> run. So, and that, get help and, in that wide receiver room. That's <laughs> what I mean. That that's why I said it's the worst scenario because there are a couple good wide receivers that should theoretically be there when Tennessee gets there. Hopefully, if things fall right. So, like, I'm scared because and I'm with you, Dylan. Who's your play I think that kid. I think Did you guys get kid, an offensive coordinator yet? Uh, not yet. No, yes, we did. Uh, I don't know. I have to look at I don't know. We do, though. But um, I agree with you. I think that kid from Tennessee is really good. And I think, honestly, he's probably better than Malik. But do I think Malik is bad enough that we have to just throw him out? I don't no, know. No, no, no. I don't. Well, you guys drafted him, what, the fourth round? No, we have the number. Uh, no, no. I'm talking about Malik. Oh, uh, yeah, third or fourth round. There's no real investment in him. You drafted him as a project. But you, well, you know what? You're actually right because we got rid of a fuckboy. So yeah, you like we have you a new drafted GM. him as a project. There's no, there's no real tie to him. Even He's if you were to sh- cut him right now, you don't. We don't owe him that much. money. You don't owe him don't shit. <laughs> so it's like you bring in a guy like like Hooker. They compete for the job. And then if they don't, if it turns out Malik's not ready, Malik just sits there and develops. He sits with Hooker. They go in their QB room, and then you see what you got. And then if Hooker goes down or isn't ready, they're like, all right, Malik, let's see what you got. Turn Malik into Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, and, like, that's best-case scenario. Like, it's one thing when you take a guy with the second overall pick and he's bad. It's another thing if you take the guy in the fourth round and he's bad. There, there are expectations where the fourth round quarterback is like, all right, well, he was not supposed to play. <laughs> like the second second pick guy, yeah, he's supposed to play. It'd be great. We picked him two overall. Malik Willis was not supposed to play. The expectations were a little different. He was supposed to play this year, yeah. Yeah, and Ryan he got thrust Tannehill. into that position. Yeah, because Tannehill got hurt, which is, believe it or not, actually working. Tannehill, up until this year, had been incredibly Healthy with you us. guys, yeah, he's been healthy with us. That so. I think is a failure on your GM for not getting another guy. Not having another back. I agree. I agree. Twice. Get, getting Dobbs that late because Dobbs actually could have saved the season too. Could have. He, he, if you guys decide, even if you take Hooker and you're like, you know what, let's have him sit and let's just see what we got with Dobbs for a little bit and let it rock. Let these guys, young kids learn. Maybe if we fuck around, lose a little bit, get a better draft pick, get some uh, another wide receiver or a better offensive lineman or address something on the defense. And then next year, these guys take a step, fix your cap up a little bit. That's just a like a, take as a red shirt back. year. Take one step <laughs> back to take two forward. I'm with it. Just do your red shirt year and just figure it out. Use Dobbs as a bridge. I'm, yeah, but I, th- I think Henry Hooker is the guy. I uh, think but I, agree, I agree with you. I think he's really good. It's really just, good. I, 
I can't wait to see what the the Raiders do at quarterback. <laughs> I can't wait to see what the Raiders do because he Anthony was set on Tom Brady. <laughs> he was. Oh, uh, and then what did he say? Oh, I guess he decided to change. It. He decided to be a famine man. I can't get mad at that. We knew in his heart that he wanted to be a Raider. Yeah, Look, right. One nation. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right, Jared Stidham. Have fun. Have fun <laughs> with Fact Zach Wilson next year. Uh, I know we have one more football status, but I just wanted to, before, so at the time that we're recording this, I just wanted to give an update on Dylan's favorite team and favorite player, the Milwaukee Bucks, who are down 21 and are now down one with two minutes to go. And Giannis has 50. So I just wanted to update that and just throw that out there. Offensive fouling his way to 50, man. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Just wanted to throw that out there. But um, we only have one football story left, right? My man, uh, J. Cole, right? It's the only thing we got left. Who? Arian Foster. Foster. Oh, Arian Foster. It's the only football thing we got left I before mean, we move where, on to hoops. Where is it? I had it. I lost it. But don't set worry. T- it ain't hard to find. <laughs> set the Twitter world on fire this week on is that his podcast or was he? A yeah, guest? so he's on a pod. He's on a podcast with PFT commentary at Barstool called Macro Dosing, where they just get high and they talk about conspiracy theories <laughs> and all that shit. It's it's a funny listen. I like. I don't listen to this this podcast particularly, but I listen to their clips because I I enjoy Arian Foster as an athlete and as a, a persona. I think he's a really good troll. He was and a very good player. He unbelievable. And then he, he that thing happens where you go to the Dolphins and then your career's over. Well, that thing <laughs> happened where his knees completely disintegrated. Yes, but, but he said this came out at a very appropriate time this weekend, right after the the NBA is rigged. <laughs> oh, uh, with LeBron and stuff, right? Or the NFL is rigged. I'm sorry, the NFL is rigged. Popped out after that Chiefs Bengals game. The next day, this thing pops out, and it's absolutely a gem. And shout out to Big T at the end of this clip for fucking roasting Arian Foster. Favorite part of, my favorite part of this clip for me is the end. Before we started taping, uh, Arian was telling me about how the NFL is rigged and how every year he used to get a script. Yeah. Day one of training camp that would mm-hmm. get dropped off at his locker. Mm-hmm. And you would have to, you know, it was like week one, you'll do this. Week two, you're going to have a hamstring injury. Week three, this is going to happen. Yeah. Week four, you're going to get three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And so then you just have to, did you memorize those? Before the season started, would you go and rehearse the script before every game? I was really dedicated to it. So it was more so like um, that's what practice was about. It was about practicing the script. Like This is what goes on and this is what we have to do mm-hmm. in order to. Yeah. And this referee is going to miss this call yeah, because they hate you yeah. and they love the Colts. Yeah, that like, sort of thing. Uh, WWF. So it's like, you yeah, know, we know what's going to happen. But you still got to put on a show. Yeah. What did yeah. you think when you got the script in 2016 that said your career was going to fall off a cliff when you stopped believing in God? That was 2015. My favorite part of that is the dude next to him going, oh, shit. <laughs> Watching PFT laugh at it mid, like in real time, too, was fucking hilarious. Because, oh, lit him on fire. That, what a, like, comeback. The, the, the backstory here with those two is, uh, for those of you who know Arian Foster, Arian Foster played at Tennessee. Big T is a massive Tennessee Volunteers fan. So he's been watching Arian Foster's whole career and all that stuff. He actually uh, got Arian Foster, Tennessee, to, like, communicate again. 
because they weren't for years and they always just talk shit to each other and it's fucking hilarious so having that job is like yeah you stop believing in god and (laughs) fucking punished you (laughs) and it sent the nfl world ablaze where you have these memes of (laughs) this one right here is, is a good one uh let me share the screen uh, the Jets reading their script every year. <laughs> Just screaming. Uh, credit to Antonio Brown's heel turn writing of him leaving the game against the Jets. It's absolutely a heel turn. Uh, like it's beautiful. And then you get the uh. Uh, J.C. Pierre-Paul reading the script in 2015 and then looking at his hands. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, elite troll job. Pre- elite troll job. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Leaf coming out and be like, yeah, the script that said I had to go to jail for a while was pretty bad. <laughs> it was so bad I almost decided to just leave the jail and just not collect my money. Uh, um, greatness. That's like peak Twitter to me when dumb shit happens and people believe it and believe it. Like people actually believe him, which is amazing to me because like none of that makes sense. What did y'all practice? Uh, you know, it was just it, the, the funny thing is he asked him a legitimate question. So did you practice the entire thing? Did you memorize the whole thing? Did y'all do it week by week? Uh, you know what practice was about. You know, we just ran over things, you know that stuff what did like, hamstring week two so was you gonna fake really hurt your hamstring or what? yeah you sit week oh. four because you got hurt and then you lose to this game yeah everybody oh, you know script. wwe style you know okay okay sir what what so you, you just plan to pop your acl huh yeah that just <laughs> that just ha- happened yep big fan of foster love when he would go to the end zone and <laughs> just be done. <laughs> he was great for me for a couple of years of fantasy. Arian Foster's run in Houston is fucking very underrated. Like he had a, a like a four year stretch in Houston where he was just like the one of the best running backs in yeah, football, one of the, like three best running backs in the league. And it's just like, oh my god, why does Houston stink? <laughs> Arian Foster, Andre Johnson, Matt Schaub. That was their quarterback. I was a Matt Schaub truther. <laughs> he was not good. He was solid for like he was like the definition of solid. And then uh, he was fucking horrible. Then he sucked. Then then he was fucking bad. But I was one of those guys who was like, yo, Matt Schaub ain't bad, man. <laughs> and then the Houston Texans are also responsible for one of my favorite moments in football history. Uh, Andre Johnson beating the ever living shit out of Cortland Finnegan. <laughs> I remember it well. Yeah, you, you should. <laughs> I remember it well. The Titans at one point had my two favorite light skinned dudes playing corner <laughs> in Brett, Brett Crimes and Cortland Finnegan. And they would just get talk shit and just get their asses whipped all the time. Finnegan, and that's the, that was the frustrating part with him. He was really good. Like, he was really good, and he just hothead. Like, talk too much. 
just talk like just play like you're really good he's just eli play. apple if eli apple decided to swing on dudes too <laughs> he's better than eli apple was though yeah but eli apple they talk the same they talk but the same it's talk there's something about Cortland Finnegan. i think the thing with Cortland finnegan that pissed me off was uh he was a ginger <laughs> he was a light-skinned dude with orange hair and that's talking was just a lot like, talking all this shit talking spicy it was like oh Here's Andre Johnson from South Florida. He is going to uh, rip your helmet off and beat the shit out of you. So much so, they they usually don't replay shit like that. Like nowadays, they it happened live, and I was like, oh, they're fighting. And then I was like, I hope they show a replay. And then they showed the replay with the camera zooming and Andre Johnson just standing over him, just like, wow, wow. Okay, I was just about to say, I think what made that so interesting is because Andre Johnson, that was unbelievably Very out, of out of character like what did he say that pissed andre johnson off that much if i'm not mistaken this was in like only in like the second quarter or first quarter or something. Yeah. it was still early so what did he what was the word that he said he, that he got up after that and was like yeah yeah you just got the shit kicked out of you on live tv he was happy because he knew that they were both kicked out. That's why. Shout out to Andre Johnson, man. Should be a Hall of Famer. He will be. He's on the Hall of Fame ballot. Or the finalist ballot, I think. He's, he's not. I think then. he's a finalist. You know who else is a finalist? Who? Darrell Rivas. Oh. Who also tiptoed into the KD uh, bag being ultra sensitive did you see him attack uh ultra single on twitter what he say now uh not related bucks win um but i just want to go there bucks win Giannis double nickel either 53 or, or double nickel uh Kawhi leonard that guy that everybody talks about that's better than the pod airball to end the game. But he's clutched. He's clutched. Stop it. Airball. You're doing that thing. Airball. <laughs> airball. Uh, Pandemic P showed up too. He also shot an airball. Can we talk about what Darrell Revis fucking said to Chad, please? So, Chad uh, went on Shannon Sharp's Club Shay Shay. Mm-hmm. And if you watch the clip, the actual entire clip, I know they're not reviewing this for a foul. Uh, he complimented Revis. He said that Revis was one of the best corners ever. And Revis, because you know, if you if you follow Chad, you know that Chad never thinks he's been shut down by anybody, anybody. ever, ever. But um, he said, "Oh, Bucks win." But uh, he said that he said that Revis shut him down, and he said that Revis was strong and all this. And he said he couldn't believe that somebody I forgot what he said. Oh, he said that Revis looked like the mannequin in like a, a footlocker or re, uh, finish line. The way he wore his gear, he said, like if if you ever look at the mannequin, you see how he has all the exact stuff on perfectly. He said that's what Revis looked like every week. He just looked like that. He just looked like a mannequin. He said, and he never talked. He never talked. I tried yeah, to no, he talk. didn't. Nothing, and that's what made me mad. And he was just so good. But he was like, but. If I lose to one of the best, he's one of the best corners ever. So if I lose to him, all right, that's fine. That's what Chad said. 
Revis went online and was mad that Chad talked about his gear and said that uh, Chad had like stick them on his gloves and he posted a picture showing Ultra's hands looking weird and attacking fans on Twitter for calling him out like, bro, why are you mad? Like, sensitive, emotional, just emotional. You want to talk oh. about emotional? The time they talked about it on I Am Athlete, Chad actually started crying. Oh, Chad's <laughs> emotional too. Chad, Chad's one of my favorite players ever. So I'll, I'll never, I'll never talk. I'll defend Chad. Chad should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Revis, however, and ended Chad's career. <laughs> he promptly ended Chad's career after uh, what? Oh nine. <laughs> yeah, Revis posted their stats of their matchups against each other. Revis, he was mad. He was he was big mad. Yeah, Revis does that from time to big time. Mad. Sensitive, emotional. He, he does that from time to time, but usually he doesn't like get involved in that shit. Uh, he he dodged Sherman forever. <laughs> Fifty four and nineteen. Emotional. Dodge Sherman for Sherman's one of those emotional dudes. But uh, Sherman still gets mad when people say Revis is better than him. He does. He does. It's the, that's, that, for him, is like when you tell Shaq Dwight Howard's better than him. He just gets mad instantly. But, but the, the thing is, like, you're getting mad that somebody said a top five corner all time is better than you? Well, which Sherman thinks he's a top five corner of all time. You can make the argument. I'm not going to, like, you can do that, whatever. It's fine. Uh he also played with elite, elite Rich teammates. Sherman is not a top five corner. You could make the argument. I'm not going to, but you, if you could, somebody could concoct an argument for me, and if it was good enough, I'd be like, okay, yeah, that's fine. That's because you can manipulate stats. He's not a top five. Corner. No, I, I would have like, if you're going off the eye test, absolutely not. <laughs> I would not do that. But if you're like, if you go through these numbers and you're like, okay, like, all right. Because ultimately, that's kind of what you have. But Revis didn't play with Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, Bobby Wagner, <laughs> and all Bobby, these other guys. Bobby Wagner, who's still playing. The best linebacker of a generation, Bobby Wagner. Best safety of the generation. Two of maybe. the best safeties. Like Cam Chancellor, football, honestly, might well, still Tom- go in the Hall, hall of Fame. Earl Thomas could be in the Hall of Fame. Earl Thomas probably won't go in the Hall of Fame because he's too busy running trains on girls with his brother. Yeah, so not a good look. <laughs> but Earl Thomas for a while was considered the best safety in football. And then Cam Chancellor was one of the like the five best strong safeties in football. Mm-hmm. So he had all time teammates where fucking Darrell Revis' safety was Jim Leonard, who Mike has never heard of, and nope. Eric Smith. But nope. he had, he played but Revis played with a better cornerback than uh Sherman did because Sherman played uh, across from Brandon Browner. Uh, we Revis had Cromartie, and Cromartie was better than Brandon Browner. <laughs> Cromartie was good. Cromartie is that tier to me. He's that tier under Hall of Famer. He's he's, he's the perfect like second corner. Yeah, like he's not a Hall of Famer. He's not consistently great, but he's really good, and and he could give you a great performance every and now and then. Hell of a special teams player too. A hell of a special teams player. I give you that. Too. Also has like 40 kids. Yes, he does. <laughs> he forgets their names. 
<laughs> but like a tier under tier under Hall of Famer, not Hall of Famer. But tier, yeah, but he was the he was the to, perfect to your point. Back. To your point, Richard Sherman never had one of those on the other side. No, he just had them everywhere else. <laughs> he just had them everywhere. Else. Where where the Jets had like Bart Scott was good, Can't but wait. he wasn't great. Can't wait. David Harris was the real like really good linebacker on those Jets teams, and and he. Really he's good, okay. but he's not Bobby Wagner. He's okay. Yeah, not Bobby he's... Wagner. <laughs> it's just those defenses relied on Revis. Like, and, without Revis, they didn't work. I mean, let's, you know, he's a TV analyst, and people don't like him because he's loud, but Rex Ryan is a defensive genius. So let's let's not throw that out. Let's not poo-poo that either. No. Like, I'm not saying that that's the, the reason. I'm just saying that definitely helped that definitely he had helped. Rex Ryan. It definitely yeah. helped. And Revis got to learn from guys like Ty Law, too, in his rookie year mm-hmm. as well. So he he had a lot of good people around him mm-hmm. to do that. But that defense didn't work without him. That style of bump and run coverage where you knew that the best on that team was not getting getting it, it helps tremendously. And Josh, fuck you for saying Revis had safety help all the time. That's such a – remember when we had that <laughs> argument and I presented yeah. every fact in yeah. video and, and he's like, no, look that, at that safety help. I'm like, what are you doing argument, here? Because there's too many snaps. You two could be arguing forever. There's too many snaps to argue that. I I was at work going through everything. And there's still too many snaps still. That you look at that safety. I was like, you're telling me when the ball is thrown, the safety is not uh, supposed to go and try to tackle the guy who caught the ball? I was like, what are we doing here? <laughs> and the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. It's probably more than you think and a lot less than what Josh thinks. Well, it's all, it's significantly less than what Josh thinks. I watched the <laughs> fuck out of those. <laughs> like, Jess played a lot of single high. And that guy was usually <laughs> on Cromartie's side. So I don't want to hear none of that. None of that. And he he was arguing with me. He was like, Revis was not the best corner in the last twenty years. I was like, it is the year twenty twenty two. Are we going to sit here and act because he was he not better than Prime? I was like, I never said he was better than Prime. He was better than Prime in the in two thousand and two when Prime was trying to finish off his career. Only person that I would argue would be Champ. It's only it's Champ, but Champ's best season is like this legendary season that like the stats don't exist because his 2006 season is the year he played in the slot corner the majority of the time in Denver and there was a stat that said he allowed 3 catches all year and or no that that that's what they said but when we look, when you actually like looked, it's a, it's like no, he he allowed way more than three catches. It's just they ran so much zone in Denver that year. If they got open towards the middle or in front if, in front of him in the hook in the by the flat or into the deep curl by the sideline, those would be considered the only catches near him. So they used the that as like he only allowed three catches. I'm like. What? <laughs> what type of fuckery is that? <laughs> so I would give you Champ Bailey 
Champ is well, the only argument you could give. Other me. than that, I can't it, think of anybody. It's Revis, it's Champ, and it's Sherman. Those are your three guys. Oh, Sherman. <laughs> he, he'll come and try and choke us out for that. But yeah, no, it's those but, are the only three corners in the last twenty years who you could give me that I'd be like, okay. And I guess you could say Charles Woodson, but Charles Woodson at the back half of his career was a safety a linebacker of, hybrid. Hybrid. Yeah. And I a, still think '09's defensive player of the year is Revis's, and I don't fucking care. Then I won't argue. Let's just move along to basketball. And basketball. before we go, Sauce Gardner had the greatest cornerback season as a rookie ever, and it's better than Revis's 09 season, which is crazy. So he should be defensive player of the year. The only reason he's not going to be in that conversation is because he's a rookie. They don't put rookies in that conversation. Do you think he should be defensive player of the year? You, I, I think he has an argument, but uh, you, Micah Parsons and those other guys deserve it. My man on the Niners had 18 sacks. Okay, Nick Bosa and Micah Parsons both deserve it. I'm not saying Sauce should win it. I said he. I think he should be in the conversation. Okay. Absolutely. I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, Sauce deserves to win it. If he was in the conversation, I'd be like, yeah, Sauce deserves to win it. Fuck yeah. But no. <laughs> and when he wins it, he should give it to Revis. <laughs> <laughs> We are at that fun part of the season. Football's winding down. Valentine's Day is coming up, which I think will affect our schedule next next week. I spit some game to Anthony the other day when I ran up on him and asked about Tyson Chandler being a Hall of Famer. That was funny. Oh, do you have that clip? I have have that that video. I'll enter it. Put that in here. That that was funny. Deacon Anthony. Deacon. 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 Um, they, to, backstory, uh, I went to Target to get something. Anthony said he was there, and then he said he left. And then I left to go to the gym, and Anthony was like, oh, I'm still here. I'm like, Anthony, don't make me go back there and hara- and find you. And James goes, you won't do it. <laughs> the more you fuck around, the more you find out. <laughs> but I, I left the gym to go back to Target. To find Anthony to ask him if Tyson Chandler is a Hall of Famer <laughs> and do nothing else. <laughs> As we're, we're I'm, I found Deacon Anthony. Stealth he was in the back of he was in the back of Target by the Valentine's Day stuff. And he goes, "Oh man, what are you doing for Valentine's Day?" <laughs> and, <laughs> and I said, "Fucking nothing." And he goes. What do, you, what do you mean? You got a girl, bro. And I said, you want to know why I've been in a relationship for going on 12 years? Anthony, he goes, why? I said, because Valentine's Day doesn't fucking matter. You, What we do is we celebrate the weekend of Valentine's Day or after Valentine's Day because less things are expensive, less places are filled, and you get the same level of enjoyment without the, the Hallmark holiday. Mm-hmm. Of it, and he goes, "Oh no, man! You gotta bring a girl out on Valentine's." I was like, "Okay, you enjoy those lines and overpaying for chocolate and all that fucking stupid shit, sir. Come to a compromise." Janice and I did Valentine's Day once when we first started dating when we were seventeen. That's it. (laughs) Here we are, two fucking kids, twelve years later. Two babies. You know, Camila told me she doesn't care the other day. Oh, lost it. 
I say, Mila, you're going to get hurt. She goes, I don't care. And that sets you off? Yeah. I, All yeah. the stuff that she says to you, that sets you <laughs> off. <laughs> I put up with a lot, Michael. <laughs> I will not tolerate the disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> she does a lot. She, she'll turn off my computer while we're recording. We'll do all these things. She'll 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 tell me she doesn't love me. She'll do all these everything possible, but she hit me with the I don't care. Saw red instantly. Put her through a table. <laughs> you <laughs> know, Young you, the yeah, table. I was about to say Bubba Ray Dudley power bobbing May Young from the top rope onto a table <laughs> is what I was envisioning in my head. Ask me if she said it again. Did she say anything? No. Yeah. <laughs> the funny it. thing is, I had to ask again because I know her, and I was like, she might have said it again. She might have. She, she might have said it again. She might have. She didn't. <laughs> she absolutely did not. Sometimes daddy wins. <laughs> this was one of those nights. One of those nights where daddy wins. <laughs> Good job. Gotta Ooh, put her uh, in her fucking place. Why we talk- oh, Val- Valentine's Day. Because Valentine's Day means NBA All-Star Weekend. And the starters and the reserves were announced. Uh, where It's in, yeah, Utah. Utah. What a place. Can't Utah. wait for them to go and uh, celebrate All-Star Weekend by a statue with a fucking child molester. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's... I don't know if people know this, but it's NBA All-Star Weekend, uh, one, Dylan hates Karl Malone. But NBA <laughs> I All-Star haven't done Karl Malone's alone slander in a, a while. In a while. Uh, NBA All-Star Weekend is basically whatever city it's in turns into, like, the black capital for, like, a weekend. You know that I'm not lying, Dylan. It, You're it not, just, but I can't turns... envision Utah. That's Salt why. That, that was my Utah. point. I don't know how this is going to work this weekend. Well, not this week. I think they have two weeks. Two weeks. February 19th. Utah. Utah. Because, A, they could get some weather. We don't even know if they're going to get weather. Black people don't live in Utah. Nobody lives in Utah. Mormons. Zach Wilson will be at All-Star Weekend. Confirmed. Mitt Romney will be there. Jimmer Fredette will be there. (laughs) Front and center. The Mormon Megalodon himself. Jimmer for dead. But the starters and the reserves, once again, I just want to point out again, as a massive LeBron stand that I am, that he, once again, vote leader for the fan vote. A couple guys in the pod. I didn't realize the, how much you love LeBron a chokehold. Yeah, it's me. It's me. And I apologize for this the day after we recorded that pod. And I was like, I severely underestimated the chokehold that LeBron James has on the NBA still in year 20. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, shout, I, I, I'm very interested in this, this all-star game more so than any other one because they're doing just – pick up basketball, draft your team like you just made your... All right, you chew for captains. <laughs> and, there, and there's your captains, Giannis and LeBron. I think they're going to pick uh, teams next week. 
No, they're yeah, doing next it Thursday. live yeah, gonna, before yeah, the game. Before the game. They're going to do it next week. Next week? Um, next, next Thursday, yeah. Next Thursday is not All-Star. They're going to pick the teams, though. No, they're doing it before the game. Also, what are they doing next week, then? I don't know what they're doing next week, but they're picking these guys, their, their teams, like, live on All-Star Weekend. You don't know who, what team you're going to be on. I don't like that. I'd I love that. I, because I, I want them to practice and, you know, do some running. With They're NBA players. Are they, like, are they what, really running plays? Like, what locker room do you go to? And what, like... Well, obviously, Team work? LeBron is the home locker room. Then well, Team Giannis a, is the away. So... Yeah, it's weird. Whatever. Make it's, the jerseys we'll on the spot. We'll, we'll we'll figure it out when we get there. I guess they're wearing those. Uh, I hate those Utah red, yellow, blue, whatever. I hate those jerseys, and that's going to be one of the jerseys for this. Remember but, when they let you just wear your team's jersey in the All Star game? Yeah, I like that. I I like both actually. It's just that this year's jerseys are ugly, but I I don't mind either way because some of those NBA All Star jerseys are classic. Classic fix. Some of them, yes. Some of them are classic fix, but I like you. I I do like seeing, sometimes seeing them with you know their own jerseys. That's either way is fine with me. Um, let's quickly run up, run off these West plates. So you got Giannis, then we got my man Steph Boogie, Luca the Don, Kevin Durant, who is on pace to return, and hopefully, I'm I'm hoping that he plays. Uh, Kyrie. Well, yeah, Kyrie's fine. Kyrie's Kyrie will be there. Either. Kyrie's also uh, on one of those crazy tears right now with scoring. So, like, this is a great time for her to be at this event. Joker, Donovan Mitchell, who I'm happy he got there and starting. Yep. Um, Jason Tatum, who I'm also happy is starting. Zion, who I'm, I love Zion, but I'm not happy that he's starting. Um, Bam Adebayo, Jalen Brown. And DeMar DeRozan on one one side, I guess you could say, for now. Well, it's just, this is just a list. Yeah, it's just on the left side. Right side, LeBron, Joel Embiid, who keeps catching the short end of the stick. Paul George, who should not be in here, in my opinion. Uh, Shai Gildress Alexander. Curtis Halliburton, who I'm glad got there. Jeru Holiday. Eat, eat a dick, Wally Serbiak. <laughs> yeah, Phil Back, wannabe all star. Backstory to that, but um, Jaron Jackson also interesting selection, and then Dame Lillard, Laurie Markkinen, who absolutely should be there. Yep, I could make a case to start. To be honest with you, but uh, John Morant, Julius Randle of your New York Knicks, and Demonis Sabonis, Demonis Sabonis, who also honestly has a case to start. So, I'm not too mad. Me and Dylan were talking about this earlier. We both agree that Drew Holiday, we both agree that Jaron Jackson absolutely should not be on the scene. <laughs> I don't understand how why he's there. Absolutely should not be on the scene. Both, like, but then I'm like, if you're just looking for a wing, like a forward, forward center, whatever the I fuck it is. Consider him a big. Yeah, like they don't run that. They run four. They run forwards. That's why you have three forwards starting. 
So it's positionless. But regardless, you take him out. Like, like who? Is it the last time they played? Oh no, that's that's what the Eagles did to them this week. You can't like. Oh, I'm, I forgot you guys could see. I'm trying to see like other yes, teams in the uh, in the West. I'm just like, what are the big? <laughs> <laughs> what other bigs could they have replaced him with, or what are the forwards in the West off the top of my head? And I can't think of one, but it's like I guess that's kind of what we were left with. Whereas, like, we had the conversation, like, yeah, Jaron Jackson's there for after playing like eighteen games, but why is he here? But like, I, I mean, if you're gonna put a big in, I can understand what we're looking because I told the first name of Papa Dwyer was Darian Fox. I don't. Exactly, but like you can replace Paul there. George with De'Aaron Fox because Paul George probably shouldn't be there. Ah, uh, well, yeah, that's that's definitely one. Um, and then Drew Drew Holiday and Jaron Jackson, like, I you, you you hate James Harden. James Harden is not my favorite, uh, but guys averaging like twenty one and twelve. <laughs> guys, I they're balling. <laughs> and he's chilled he's trying to tear apart another team after this season <laughs> so let's see how that goes but yeah 21 and 12 or trey young who's averaging like 26 and fucking 11 or whatever the fuck it is and then again jaron jackson's in there creating another spot putting nick lax in the fucking all-star game then if this motherfucker's gonna be in it they're still giving him blocks tonight right now and i, I <laughs> and i like i said i i you know Nick Claxton, Brooke Lopez, you could put either one of them in for t- to me. Um, yeah, I, I, I just I mean, I don't get point, you Drew Holiday. Time, if, if we're putting Jaren Jackson in, you can put Time Lord in. Yeah, absolutely. Put Time Lord in. Like, what are we doing here? Like, no disrespect to Jaren Jackson. He's got a good game, but like. He's good. He's, he's good, but he's, he hasn't played enough. Like, I, yeah, I just, I don't understand it. Oh, let me pull up NBA standings. I'm not on my computer screen. <laughs> <laughs> just to, like, think of another fucking big who could be in here. From the West. From the West. Uh, Never mind. Nobody? No. Aaron Gordon? No. I, I, over Anthony Jackson. Go look at neither one of them, but Anthony Davis didn't play enough. But Jaron Jackson did. Well, this this is my point. He shouldn't be there. That's my point. He should not. (laughs) I know, but if we're gonna put guys who just don't play basketball, let's just put Anthony Davis in it. (laughs) If we're gonna put guys that don't play basketball, uh, Anthony Davis absolutely should be there. Because I'm sitting there, I'm like, uh, uh-oh. <laughs> but we're talking about guys who should be there. I would say Aaron Gordon would be one that pops up to, to Draymond. Me. Dray, uh, no, not really. And I mean, that's really it. That's that's really it. Yeah, it's the not... DeAndre Ayton. No, Rudy Gobert. No, I wouldn't put him there. I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't do shit. I yeah, no. So I mean, Jonas Valanciunas. But like I said, I, it would be to me. It's Aaron Gordon. That's the guy. That's yeah, the guy I guess. For, for me. It would be him. Yeah, I guess because he is 
averaging 16.8. So he's averaging 17 points, seven rebounds, and three assists, and a block a game. It is a highlight reel. And it, and it's a highlight reel. He's a guy I wanted in the Nets for a while. He's he's a, he's a highlight reel as opposed to let's see now if Jaron Jackson Jaron Jackson is at a, is averaging like twelve blocks a game. So <laughs> So Jaron Jackson's played thirty five games. Aaron Gordon's played forty three. So that's seven games. That's a seven so that's two weeks. Uh, he's averaging 16.5, so he's averaging less, uh, 4.8, uh, 6.7 rebounds, so seven rebounds, one assist, one steal, three blocks, which is bullshit. Bullshit. So it's the same numbers, and Aaron Gordon has played more. All all the the, the NBA, like, stat, like, correctors, like, we're not doing anything. I'm like, shut the fuck up. You clearly are. <laughs> you clearly are where this guy just – Skyrockets to the top of the defense of the player of the like, year. Yeah, forty nine blocks in fourteen games. Like that's that's not even like real shit. That's like Bill Russell type stuff. Like Nick Claxton was had a streak of like seven games where he got three blocks three a game. Blocks. And like you're telling me this guy gets five blocks a game in a in a stretch, uh, in like all these stretches. And like, come on now, what's happening? It's just like <laughs> they're still giving Wilt points to this day <laughs> for that hundred point game. They're still giving fucking Jared Jackson blocks. And and another note to it, he's played 35 of their 51 games. So he's like, he hasn't played enough. Like, I'm not saying he's not a good player because he's a good, they're not going to win unless he plays. But this is for the first half of the year and he has not played enough. He's not done enough for me. Sus. He's just not done. (laughs) He's just not done enough. I would put Aaron Gordon in. I would take Paul George out and put in De'Arian Fox. And Drew Holiday. And Drew Holiday. You know, James. I would have to put James Harden. I begrudgingly would have to put James Harden. Like, why is Drew Holiday here? Like, in all all seriousness. Like, not for nothing. Like, in all seriousness, why the fuck is Drew Holiday? (laughs) Like, I very well respected. I love Drew Holiday's game. But this is goes back to what I said in the playoffs last year. If you need Drew Holiday to go at you fucking 30, he's not that guy anymore. <laughs> Except for that one time he played the Knicks and he found all his Hall of Fame shooting badges. But he's not he's really not that guy, and we're gonna bring in a defensive guy to go play in the all-star game. That's not the point. It's <laughs> not the point of this at all. I'm not crazy about DeMar DeRozan, but he is averaging twenty six five and five. Yeah, like so. you can't you can't ignore that. Five My five favorite part about good. this is this may be – I think this is the first time I'm going to get to watch a net representative in the All-Star game in a long time. Kevin didn't play. Two years. Just two years. Kev, it, Kevin was last two, time? Kevin played two years ago. Kevin didn't has not played no. in an All-Star game. No, but Kyrie played two years ago. Kyrie Want to try again? Two. Kyrie – I'll have to look. I'm almost positive Kyrie has been in the game. Ah, uh, that's not gonna work that way. Let's let's do it this way while we're looking. Oh yeah, as as we're doing this, I'm watching TNT and watching the skirmish between the Grizzlies and uh, Donovan Mitchell, which you know we might as well talk about it now because we probably won't talk about it next week. 
I absolutely think he hit him on purpose. I don't know about you. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I love seeing that Donovan Mitchell was about that action. It was the COVID All-Star game. There you that go. Don't count. That don't oh, count. don't count. It does. Did he win MVP for that game? Did he? I don't believe so. I could be very wrong. No. Yeah. Oh, 2014. 2014, he did. No, I, I completely forgot about it. that. That All Star, that that whole All Star like sequence for that year, I just don't remember. <laughs> I really just don't remember because that the Harden trade happened around that time. Yeah, that's that's why I remember because KD, being the sensitive man that he is, refused to pick Harden for the team. No, that was that was the year after that. So the initial Harden trade, Harden coming to Brooklyn happened around that time. And then it was the next And then the next year was the was the other one. But KD has yet to uh step on the court as an NBA All-Star for the Nets. So that'll be fun. That'll be one of those those jerseys I actually try to get. Cuz I still want his uh Captain America jersey. From uh, <laughs> Team USA, because those <laughs> Team USA jerseys were fucking fire. I like them. Get me one of them's. Get me one of these All Star ones, and I need uh, again another Kevin Durant jersey for this year. I'm trying to go to another Nets game this year before the playoffs. Good luck with that. I'll be there. Rain, <laughs> sleet, or snow. I'll make it happen. I'll make it happen. Maybe I'll see two wins this year maybe i'll get lucky double my career winnings in one year just go when they play charlotte again my uh my 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 friend taylor and her boyfriend went to the barclays uh for the laker game and it was the first time going there from mississippi so they went and saw the game and after the fact i text our group chat and I'm like, hey, fun fact, I've been going to Nets games for the better part of 10 years, and Taylor has seen the same amount of wins I have, and she's gone to one game. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm glad you've seen sooner success than me. <laughs> you have a bad track record. So do I, though. It's not funny. So do I. <clears throat> but as we uh, approach All-Star Weekend, we also are approaching something else. Uh, my, my prediction didn't come true. Because LeBron didn't score 140 points against the Knicks. As I said, I should have bet a wheel spin. No, you didn't want to bet a wheel spin. Yeah, because I'm not fucking stupid, Mike. <laughs> you call me a lot of things, but I'm not kidding. Let me go place a fucking wheel spin bet on a guy breaking a, <laughs> a fucking Will Chamberlain and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record in the same night. No speaky for you. You know no. what? What? What ha- do the do the do the Lakers return to Madison Square Garden all this year? Nope, that's their one and Fuck. only meeting. I was gonna say, what happens if LeBron gets injured, and then he comes back? Uh, well, the Knicks do play the Lakers uh, in LA, though. In LA, but yeah, it's not, not for a while. It's not the same. It needs to be an MSG for me to come. I what do I get half a speaky if he breaks it against the Knicks? I mean, sure. I get a speak. Oh. <laughs> I, I know, get a, a speed speed. or a key. <laughs> uh, March twelfth. Yeah, ain't happening. He he'll, he'll be adding on, all right. 
Yeah, he'll already have that record by then. Yeah, 63 points away. That could potentially be just one night. I mean, where LeBron could, has a like, crazy game, or it's two 30 something point nights, or 140, and a, like we could get there. Get there two games, probably. What if um, what if LeBron decides to sit out until it gets to like a big arena? <laughs> well, they are gonna go home, so they're gonna have a little home stand. So, pretty sure it'll be at home. So, so when LeBron breaks this, does do do are people gonna finally give him like respect, or are they no, still gonna shit on him? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You you already know the answer there. Absolutely gonna shoot on him. I. That very first take episode that you were talking about, the question is LeBron, not even is he the best scorer in NBA history, is he an all-time great scorer? And both Francesca and Mad Dog, no. 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 And then Mad Dog completely went off the deep end, even though I've heard him say this take before, and it's utterly ridiculous. That Larry Bird is better than LeBron James, which is just... I've also heard Skip Bayless say that, which is just... Come on, guys. Come on. Stop it, please. Stop it, please. I understand that he had a nice jump shot, but stop it, please. Look at me. Look at me. Stop it. Right now. I, I hate old heads... When it comes to basketball, I, 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 I'm a big Rasheed Wallace guy. I saw a clip of him saying, in my era, LeBron would be good, but not as good as he is. LeBron played in your fucking era, Rasheed Wallace. Drop 50 on your head. Like, what are we talking about? Dropped it. Are we, are we, are we just, he was a couple years after your, your jailblazers. Is that what we're going to just gonna? All right, cool. He still was your era. LeBron played in like three different eras. Mm-hmm. Le- LeBron has played in three different decades of basketball. Like LeBron literally was in the league when the Pistons won the championship. He was in the league. Like, what are we talking about? Did he play against Michael Jordan? No, he Jordan retired by a year. By a year, because he knew, he knew. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, uh, we don't talk about eighty four, eighty five, eighty six, eighty seven, eighty eight, eighty nine, ninety, ninety ninety four, ninety five, ninety uh, ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one, two thousand two. The fact that I had to remember all of those. <laughs> for those that, years that don't that exist. Argument, and then Kobe, we don't remember 96, 97, 98, uh, 99, 99, 2000, 04, 05, 03, 04, 05, 06, 07. No, we, we, we remember 06 because of 81, but nothing else. Uh, 07, uh, 07 here, that was the shot against Phoenix, right? Where he quit on Phoenix and then requested for trade. And then no, what's 08, the year that he did the shot that he ripped the, did the jersey? That was 07. Yeah, so we remember that, was, that year too. We remember that. that shot. But we don't remember the fact that he quit on the team in that playoffs and then requested a trade and then uh, won MVP the next year. So we start re- resuming Kobe's career uh, in 2008 uh, after losing the NBA Finals and then 2009 winning. Which, the- which Kobe doesn't get killed for losing that Finals, by the way. 
Nope. Even, even though they were the favorites in that finals. But we don't talk about that here. And then we winning in, in uh, 09 and then going back in 10. And then after 10, we don't remember 11, we don't 12, remember 13, 13 until 14, his, Until his 15. final game when he scored 60. Yeah. Well, no. We remember the year he tore his Achilles because he hit the free throws with the torn Achilles. And then walked and, off. And then we don't remember anything until his last game. Mm-hmm. Whole career, but we remember every game LeBron has ever played. It does. It, for the worst, man. And it sucks because we always end up seeing, like, you're. I know you're a big LeBron stan. I, I like LeBron James a lot. I'm not this massive LeBron James fan. Right, it just it seems like it because I hate dumb basketball. When you takes. put logic into the into the conversation, you find yourself always arguing on one side because people are idiots. I hate like I will do this for any player who gets un like who gets scrutinized and who doesn't deserve it. It just so happens that the only player who gets scrutinized over here is fucking LeBron James. Every time. But hey, we. But then you're a stand when you point out facts. Remember, like, remember LeBron's that fake not clutch. Le- Francis said, Le- uh, "LeBron's not clutch." Yeah. Oh yeah, LeBron's not clutch. Yeah. I mean, he only has the most walk-off shots in history. Like, remember that LeBron. post that Roz posted where he was like, "Oh, uh, LeBron played with five uh, members of the top seventy-five or whatever." And I was like, mm-hmm. "Jordan played with fucking four. <laughs> like he played with George Gervin, Robert Parrish, Scottie Pippen, fucking Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Dennis Rodman. Like, what are we doing here? Oh, but well, they were old at this point. No, 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 no. I always the get same coach. Like one of the greatest co- coaches of all time. What coach LeBron played with?" Ty Lue? Ty Lue. Ty Lue. Okay. I, I got this one this one dude I argued with uh, on Facebook a while back. He said, he posted a picture of, like the 2012 All-Star team. He goes, most of these guys played with LeBron James. I was like, are we going to act like LeBron played with 2010 Dwight Howard? <laughs> or are we going to act like we got washed Dwight Howard? Are we going to sit here and say that LeBron played with 2010 Derrick Rose? Or... Or are we going to see which Derrick Rose he has to play with? Are we going to act like LeBron played with 2009 Darren Williams? Or, or are we going to play for the team for two weeks and was gone? Yeah, or we, uh, Carmelo Anthony. We're going to act like this is the Mel that averaged 30? No, not not the Mel that averaged 30. My bad. Because I can do this with I can do this with Jordan, too. Because I believe he played with Richard, uh, Richard uh, the Mask. Hamilton. Rip Hamilton. Rip Hamilton. Did he play with... Detroit Pistons good Rip Hamilton, or did he play with an with a young Rip Hamilton that didn't know what he was doing yet? He played with Stephen Jackson. Did he play with a clutch dog and him Stephen Jackson, or did he play with an old Steven, a young Stephen Jackson? To be fair, Stephen Jackson was always that dog. <laughs> Big stack five guy. No, yeah, it's it's always a stupid argument. I was like, if LeBron played with all these guys in their primes, then yeah, I'd be like, okay, well. What are we doing here? Le- LeBron's had uh, unbelievable luck with teammates. <laughs> but, like, it's a different era. Shut up. And people just will not let that Dallas series go. And it frustrates me because the more I told you, the more I look at that Dallas team, that team is better than people think. People think that team had nobody, but I'm like, they had Hall of Famer 
Jason team, Kidd. If, Ty, if your Tyson Dirk Chandler Kowitzky. makes the Hall of Fame, that team had three Hall of Famers on it. Well, he's not going to make the Hall of Fame. He but might. Uh, what six man of the year Jason Terry, all NBA defensive team and few and former All Star Sean Marion, All Star and defensive anchor Tyson Chandler, all time power forward Dirk Nowitzki, uh, top five point guard ever in Jason Kidd, who at this point old Jason Kidd had a jumper. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, like what are we doing? Defensive minded Sean uh, Deshaun Stevenson off the end, Karan fucking Butler, who is a hooper. <laughs> like, Peja Stoyakovich was on that team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, what is this? <laughs> like, and I mean that Dirk, that Dirk still, and that Dirk was that the shooting tw- performance oh. that that Dirk put on that playoffs. I, I honestly dare you to go find someone who shot better. He had one of the best playoff runs I've ever seen. Because I promise you, if you go look at the numbers up, I'm pretty sure he did 50, 40, 90. That whole that run, run, absolutely. He, pretty sure he did 50, He was 40, on one. He was at, right. it, It's the best I've ever seen Dirk play. Like, up to that point, he, Dirk won an MVP, and I still think the best basketball he played was in 2011 or 2012, whatever the fuck it was. Like... So- so like I mean come on like it's people just want to hate this man to hate this man because the one thing I will say is he played terrible he played terrible in that series and the Mavs playing a zone defense for the majority of that to focus on his jump shooting is brilliant brilliant and what happened it made him better the problem is Jordan didn't see zone defenses and but when the Pistons beat him up and every time he drove to the lane. They knocked his ass down. What happened? He learned and he got better and he got stronger. We don't mm-hmm. hold that against him, but we hold this against LeBron because, like I said, this Skip Bayless narrative just drives everyone. They just take what he says as gospel. and it's yeah. just- Zone defenses were illegal. Like, you couldn't shade over too, too far. You had to complete completely commit to a double team or else it was an illegal, illegal defense. defense. So you couldn't shade over and help. It was a completely different era of defense as well as like, you know, hand checking. So completely different era. If if Jordan had to deal with the zones that LeBron dealt with in that era, because Jordan was not a great three-point shooter. Not like, until at the rise. He wasn't. Not no, a great three-point rock, shooter. Better shooter than LeBron. Statistically, no. But uh, the eye test, no. And it's not because... He just wasn't good at shooting. It's just because he didn't have to because in college, there was no three-point line when he was playing, so he didn't have to develop a three-point fucking shot. Mm-hmm. So it's just part of the game. So what happens. He wasn't forced to develop a shot. Yeah, but he has that game where he hit six threes and a half. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I hit eight threes in a game once. Does that mean I'm like an elite shooter? No, it just means I was hot. <laughs> just means just, you were hot. It just means I was hot. I would like to say I was a good shooter though, <laughs> and I was not eight threes in a fucking in a game shot. Like that's <laughs> no shit happens. Stop LeBron James hate. This man is about to break one of the records that nobody ever thought would ever be broken. Mm-hmm. And he's no one here. ever thought. They would catch Michael Jordan, who's third. 
and, and here we are, year 20, and he's having the greatest year 20 anybody can ever have possibly, where he's averaging a solid 10 points more than anybody who has ever played 20 years. Easily. And doing it easily. And we're still supposed to expect this man to just drag and carry. It's a four-year-old man. Right there, four-year-old man. But by the time we come on the air next week, uh, he should have passed. Those are definitely ski goggles, by the way. He should have passed that man by by the time we come back on the air. Is this is would this be Luau Cinder or is this Kareem Abdul Jabbar? That's definitely Luau Cinder. <laughs> That's definitely Lou. Lou. The podcast Luau. goat because we refuse to have that our conversation anymore. Kareem Abdul Jabbar is the greatest basketball player of all time. Yes, yes, because that's with me and Dylan both, especially <laughs> me. Whenever they start talking, this Jordan six to six. Lou Alcindor is the, is the greatest basketball player ever. Then, the, since we're going to do facts and stats, it's that man. It's that man. It's that man. That's it. The NBA MVP award should not be the Michael Jordan MVP. It Absolutely should be the should Kareem Abdul Jabbar MVP award. The scoring, the, the 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 scoring title should be the Michael Jordan award. That would be okay. Not not out or bullshit. Because the fact that Kareem doesn't have his name on something is ridiculous. He has like the 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 activist award, but it's not a basketball award. Magic has the Western Conference trophy. Bird has the Eastern Conference trophy. Bill Russell has the finals, finals MVP. MVP. Kobe and has fun Kobe. fact finals that he never won a finals MVP because it wasn't a fucking award. Mm-hmm. When he was winning, Kobe has the All Star game. Kobe has the All Star game. Fucking George Mikan has the Rookie of the Year. It's 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 ridiculous. But let's move on. You see it. Me and Dylan are here. So guess what? We're gonna talk WNBA because we love women's basketball here. Yeah. So the Aces end up signing Candace Parker. You might have heard of her. Might have heard of her. She covers NBA on TNT if you don't watch and, basketball. And is outstanding. It is one of the best basketball players on the planet to partner Ever. her up with one of the other best basketball but players on the planet. probably the best basketball player on the planet. Asia is probably the best right now. Jockwell would say something. but Jockwell and Stewie, too. There's a, there's a few of them, but... Uh, Especially uh, my my girl Liz Cambage, who uh, won't be Who's playing in the WNBA, yes, not on the team, will not be playing for the WNBA anytime soon. Uh, uh, Anthony's crush, Kelsey Plum. Kelsey Plum, yeah, and Anthony's uh, bunny hopping. <laughs> the person that I say is the most lethal clutch shooter in basketball, men or women, Chelsea Gray. Who I don't care what you say. You don't watch basketball if you don't know. Chelsea Gray, give her the ball. I will put my life on the line. Give her the ball and get out the way. She's going to score. The real CP3. Uh, <laughs> we can, And then we could talk to the actual news here. And before you do that, and they oh, have right a Hall there. of Fame coach in uh, Becky Hammond. Becky Hammond. Who, side note, used to play for the women. But the reason we're talking this is because me and Dylan are excited because we are both New York Liberty fans. And as you see, that lady that we just just talking about, Brianna Stewart, is coming to New York. 
What a fucking like we we might were talking about this beforehand. This is just a two team league. It, it's just it, it's it just a matter of how many games are they gonna win, and then who's getting home court? Who's getting home court? Like, what is the situation here? Because Vandersloot and Sabrina, like, I love Sabrina Ionescu. I think she's a fucking hooper. Like, she could ball. I think Stewie is unbelievable. John Paul Jones, awesome. Like. The fact that John Cole Jones is kind of like the afterthought on this team is crazy. Wild. Seeing how she was just in the, the WNBA she, finals. And was just the MV, the two-time MVP two years ago. Yep. But she got teeth on her. Uh, <laughs> like, it's it's just unbelievable that this is, like, a thing. And I hope they have better coverage. Shout out to Joe Sai. The owner of the New York Liberty. And one of the cool things that Brianna Stewart was doing was she was using her free agency to kind of like push forward the, uh, hey, the WNBA, like, hey, why are we not getting chartered flights? Why are we flying like coach? Why are we like flying publicly? Like we can't rest. We can't do any of the stuff. Like, why are we not doing this? And for those of you who know. The, the Nets owner, Joe Sai, was got in trouble. Got in trouble for chartering a flight for his team because it's a competitive disadvantage. That's a competitive disadvantage. And Joe Sai says, Hey, I have a way where every team can fly commercial. And it actually is in a way where nobody loses money. And all the owners are like, Nah, mm-hmm. fuck them. And it's like, Oh. All right, cool. We'll just, I guess we'll just keep taking taking buses and uh, riding in fucking Spirit Airlines to these fucking cities. <laughs> and once she started talking about that on Twitter, I was like, oh, she's signing with the Liberty. Like, there's no way she doesn't sign with the Liberty. The one owner who is trying to be progressive enough to change and uh, advance the culture of WNBA as a company, as a business – you have uh, direct I- ideals with, yeah, you're, this is where you're going to be. And we, we after that happened, it was like, yeah, Vanderslew was probably not too far behind. And sure enough. Today, she popped up per herself, so that I'm signing with the Liberty. So we have two team one super teams. versus super team two. Here we go. I'm, I'm excited. This WNBA is going to be fun. It's just going to be a lot of bad basketball and then the Liberty and the Aces. Shout out to my uh, my favorite player on the Liberty, by the way, which is uh, Dee Dee, uh, who's on Sports Illustrated. It's where, she, it's where I felt. It's where I met. That's where we met. And it's been it's been nothing but love ever since. My boycott of the WNBA until Kaiser Gondrezic was uh, added to a roster is, is temporarily on hold so I could watch the Liberty play basketball. <laughs> Oh. Dee Richardson, it's my girl. Hopefully, you know, she's still on the team next year. But, you know, can't wait. Can't wait. Me and Dylan are absolutely going to a game next year. Oh, this year. This yeah, year. We'll, we'll we'll hit up uh, when they visit the Suns. <laughs> the Connecticut Sun, we'll, we'll hit up Mohegan. Go to Mohegan. Go gamble. Go gamble. We'll, we'll, we'll see them in, in Mohegan, then we'll see them in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, and, and you'll have a we'll have a good chance of possibly seeing Nets players there. 
because they all go. They do. They do. Uh, a dude I follow I can, on Twitter that I met has uh, he sat next to Joe Harris courtside. I can walk up to Kyrie Irving. Fraud. Fraud. And he'll say, <laughs> so I, I love you, man. Ex- I can be escorted out to Chelsea. <laughs> I'd be so mad if we went to a Liberty game just to get escorted because you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> what world do we live in where we're escorted because you're the asshole and not me? And <laughs> not me. <laughs> Can't wait. Should be fun. Um, the, the idea, the, the, my favorite thing is that Kevin Durant got involved in the recruiting of Brianna Stewart. Which is nice. Which is which really is cool. cool to see. He was like, hey, this little dynasty that y'all are going to have, this run that we're going to have in New York, it's gonna be fun, just for the Knicks to be the third best basketball team in the in the state in the city, and that's, and that's where we become enemies again. <laughs> but, right there. But that's am I wrong? At this moment, no. But but what happens if the Liberty are in the WNBA finals? The Nets have a higher seed than the Knicks in the playoffs. At the end of each of our collective seasons of basketball. The Nets should have a higher season. They, they should, but would it still not be the Knicks or the third best basketball team in the city? Uh, they would unless, you know, something good happens in the playoffs. But we don't live in that dream world. We live in reality. <laughs> Just like the Knicks were going to beat the Nets. You remember, you remember that? Yes. You and remember that? That still is a distinct possibility that can but, happen. But did it happen in the most recent matchup for the folks at home? No, it did not. It did not. It did not. It did not. And you should have known it was going to happen because Anthony was the but, first person to say uh, something in the chat. Anthony was the first to open his mouth. I might mute him in the chat the next time they play. <laughs> might just mute him. He was like, Dylan, it's time. The Knicks are coming. They're going to do this. And I was like, Anthony, one thing I was like, if you guys can't beat the shorthanded Nets tonight, I'm going to be unbearable. And he's like, oh, no, you shouldn't be unbearable. You can take it. I was like, I will take this L. If we lose, I will graciously take this L. You will not hear any complaints out of me about how Durant didn't play or this person didn't play. I would take my L and we'll move on. The problem is Mike didn't like what I said. Hey, no problem. I was like, if you beat us, great. You still have beaten us one time in three years. So once I started doing that, he's like, no, you're not going to do that. I "I can, I will. And uh, it would have happened. But luckily for for you guys, you guys at home, I don't have to. Because that's win. So very bad, very bad loss. To very lose bad. to Kyrie Irving uh, doing that thing he does in the fourth quarter where he just is unbelievable. He is the sing- – like right now, as the season's going on, he there is no better fourth quarter performer than Kyrie Irving. And that's unbelievable. And he's been on a stretch killing it lately. Ran to the Boston Celtics because we have nobody size wise who could compete defensively. But blew the doors off of y'all. The I blew the absolute doors off of us. Let's see if I I, I save that fucking tweet of. Di- I did. Here is 
my favorite moment of the fucking Celtics fucking Nets game last night of Dayron Sharp, who Mike has heard me t- screaming from the rooftops, sending him, send him to Siberia. <laughs> and it's because of things like this completely unaware of what's happening right now. Look at that. Unaware. What? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I threw my water bottle. The second that happened, I was like, because at that point, the Nets brought it down to 20. And I was like, okay, if we go into half and we have it like 58, like 15 to 18, you're back in this game. It's just can't like get lost on defense because especially this was that stretch where Boston was starting to miss shots and the Nets were starting to make shots. And then here's Derek white, just taking Seth Curry to the basket every single time. Cause Seth Curry's like, here you go. And I'm just like, bro. And then Dayron oh. is letting that happen. I'm like, Oh, and then Dayron's guarding Jason Tatum and Tatum's like, eh. It's like, oh, this is just not meant to be, man. <laughs> and they started off hot. I was like, oh, all right, well, this is bad. Well, we play again tomorrow. Or, yeah, is it tomorrow? When's, when's the next game we'll fucking play? So I think we only play one more until we're gone for a little bit. Oh, we play the Wizards. That'll be fun. Yeah. No, not without. I don't know. They're playing. They're playing really, really well. And no Ben, Kyrie, and TJ. I need you to win. Yeah, well, I need a lot of things, Mike. I need you to win. I need a lot of things. I need Kevin Durant to play basketball again. Soon, hopefully. But at least it's not last year where we lost 10 straight. We're actually, like, holding water, which is a good thing. Now Kevin won't request a trade in the off season. <laughs> Remember when that happened? Yep. And Dylan ended up being right about all of it. He's still spoiled. Give but me a speaky. No. Give me a He's speaky for being spoiled. right. But let's uh so we're gonna wrap this wrap this up, right? That's it. WNBA. Yeah, we're, we're, done. we're done. Um look at that. Two guys, three hours. Death taxes. <laughs> Three hour pods. Um, we're gonna do our uh, superb owl picks next week. Um, hopefully we'll have a full team. Like I said, everybody's on the injured list right now for us, so we'll see how it goes. But uh, I did want to do a special Dylan, just just to troll. I'm, I'm him. him. And there's only one guy that's going to be him. And that is the best quarterback in football. The man that plays in Arrowhead Stadium. One Patrick Mahomes. He heard all the chitter-chatter from Eli Apple and the Cincinnati mayor and the Bengals. This is Bur And Dylan, this is Burrowhead. This is Burrowhead. Went out there got the dub so for that sir you are him and clinched the game on a hadn't ran all day biggest play of the game took off and got the got the first down got the penalty Patrick Mahomes is him 
can 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 I do a him? Uh, I'm him now. Sure. Let me uh, bring up my uh, my screen here. <laughs> Cody. Fucking road. Such a long thing before he came out. I th there was no other way he could have came out but thirty, so he could do his entrance. <laughs> yeah, you gotta play it so I can get the get the L. The American Nightmare is here. Thanks, Cole. His recovery from the torrid pectoral muscle. All right, shut up, Cole, so we can do it. Over the last month, Whoa! Whoa! to the dream begins once again. What? Tonight How good was the Royal Rumble, Mike? The... I the pay per view or the the pay per view Rumble? as the a pay -per -view, whole. I gave a B plus. How about what did you give the ending? A plus. A plus plus. A plus plus. Because extra credit, however you want to do it. That is the best, like, storytelling I've seen in wrestling in a long time. Like, it's been a while. Like, that's that right up there so... with Daniel Bryan and the authority going into WrestleMania 30. It was so well done. And as I was telling my brother Chris... He, just everything, the way that they brought it all together on Raw by doing the tri the tribal the now looking back at it, the only purpose for tribal court was so that they could show us all the stuff that's been happening for months to remind us to remind us of all of this that's been happening since June of last. I didn't realize it had been that long. Yep, months and months and months. And just to plant to, that J seed. Uh, and to plant the J uh, it Just phenomenal Just work. for Jay to finally turn the corner and be like, yo, that's my guy. Just for him to just be like, just be so torn on how he's supposed to be feeling is magnificent. Love it. And I, Roman Reigns' biggest character flaw is he always gets betrayed by the ones who are closest to him. Mm -hmm. Since day one. It always happens. It's always to a chair to the back. Chair to the back. Always turns his back on the man with the chair. Stupid ass. It's not, <laughs> and it's not learned. Oh, Shout so out to, to Sammy giving me the Django. I had to. I had no choice. Before taking the bullet. Sorry, guys. <laughs> the best was when Roman got in his face and he did the first, like... Uh, it was just... He took it back. He, he tried to get in his face and be like, yeah. And I was like, nah, no, no, I'm not that. I'm not that. Oh, magnificent. Magnificent. And chopped to Logan Paul. That spot was on the... I haven't Dude. seen something like that in a while. I I didn't know what I I when they were doing it. I was like, are they, they gonna, gonna springboard? That's what yeah, I, was, I was like. Are they actually gonna do it? 
I was like, are they going to do like a cross body? I thought Logan was going to be like, ha, and then like go in and then throw him out after he landed. Full on went and did it. Beautifully executed. Shout out to Drippashay. Oh, just so, so good. Shout out to Rhea Ripley. Shout out to Rhea Ripley winning the Rumble with a dislocated knee. From the one spot. From the one spot. Although it makes sense now because I do remember at some point during the Rumble, I was like, where is Rhea? Like, what is happening? And she was over somewhere in pain because her knee had popped out. She almost blew it, too. She almost... Almost, now I'm finding out that that slip was not planned and she really almost blew it. I oh. I thought that same thing. I was like, I, I said to myself, or because I was watching with every, with my kids and uh, my nephew because he came over and I was like, I don't think that was supposed to happen. And, and I was watching with Jaden and my nephew Julius and they're not, like Jaden's not into wrestling like, and Julius isn't. They were watching with me. They were having a blast. Brock Lesnar comes out, and they lost it. The Brock's part was phenomenal. Him, they're like, "Who mushing, is this guy?" Mushing the referee was hilarious. He, Jaden, they said, "It's the Beast." Brock Lesnar, they're like, "The Beast, the Beast," and he starts just German suplexing doing everybody. His Brock thing, yeah, just doing the Brock thing, and they're like, "What?" This guy's awesome. Then Bobby Lashley came out and was just like, oh, yeah. Give me, here's my money. Here is my money. Yep. And they're like, whoa, he's big too. He's buff. I was like, yeah, I know. All that stuff. And they're like, oh, they had a blast. They were screaming. They're like, oh, who's next? Who's next? I was like, you don't know any of these people. Mm-hmm. Jade was like, I hope I see John Cena. I was glad I did not see John Cena. And I'm just like, Jade, you only know him because of memes. You don't know who he actually is. And he's like, yeah. And then Logan Paul came out. He goes, Logan Paul, he makes Prime. (laughs) He's like, he's drinking Prime. I was like, oh, my God. You guys are fucking dorks. (laughs) That damn children. But Jaden liked Cody Rhodes a lot. I was like, hey, that's, you're supposed to. He's the hottest baby face to. on the planet. You're supposed to. I liked, I liked the – now that I actually got a chance to sit down and re-watch the match, uh, as opposed to just coming in at the end, uh, I liked the blackout match. Lights out, whatever it was. I, visually, I loved it. I thought that was great visually. The match was okay. You didn't like the visual of that with the blue light? I don't care about man. that stuff. You didn't think Bray looked cool with the paint when he did the thing? Yeah, it was cool, but like, I hate these stupid gimmick matches. These sponsored well, I mean, that was a gimmick check. matches. That was, a check. that was a check, but they did a good job flipping it. Remember when they did that with the the, the Domino's pizza fucking uh, thing a couple of years ago? Mm-hmm. Or was it and last did... year at the Royal Rumble? Or no, it was one of those know. fucking I know they things. did one during... Uh... COVID with the zombie movie? The zombie one, which was horrible. The zombie one was horrible. Whenever it comes to those sponsored matches, I'm like, I, why, why, but why, this was good. why? This was good. It could have been better. Uncle Howdy jumping Missing. The, he missed. He definitely missed. But. Like, and I love LA Knight. I, I do too. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I, I loved LA Knight when he was Eli Drake. 
mm-hmm. in Impact because they're just the same character. It's the same guy. <laughs> it's just the man. same guy. My buddy Chris had no idea. I was like, oh, did you watch any of his like, Drake stuff? He was like, no. I was like, they're the same person. He goes, what do you mean? And then I sent him a couple of my favorite promos from Impact. And he was like, they're literally just the same character. I'm like, it's the same guy. I know. It's the absolute same guy. Maybe turned up a notch, but it's the same guy. Yeah, same guy. Same guy. Let me talk to you. He did this promo when he was in NWA when he was drinking. <laughs> he got drunk and did a promo. And it was fu- it's one of my favorite promos ever because he started talking about uh, he was wearing Jordans. He was like, these shoes, shoes of champions. This jacket, shoes of champions. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it's unbelievable he's like did i just say my jacket was shoes of pa- champions yes, yes you did. and he takes another swig he goes yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's, i'm telling you of everything that rivalry did so much for him because it just got let it just let it, him it, talk it got to prove talk. because they didn't they when before triple h took over for creative they were just gonna let him rot With as a manager stupid male and model he's so up. good He's so good. He's like one of those guys who could be a gatekeeper for anybody to get to that like that next level. Mm-hmm. It's just you have to build him up to that. I need him hopefully, on the belt. I would say hopefully he wins the IC title. Ah, that's not happening. I, I mean, he can't take it off of Gunta, but no. you know, somewhere down the line, when two things are going to happen: Sheamus is going to take it off of Gunther at fucking WrestleMania, or Gunther is going to be the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion of all time. Which I he's not far away from. No, didn't Honky Talk have it for over a year? No, I don't think he won it until like the summer. So that would mean he has to win at Mania. Yeah, he would have to win at Mania. Oh, so and you're then, saying, but uh... yeah, because then if he wins at Mania, he's holding on to that thing. If he wins at Mania, yeah, he's never gonna lose. He's never gonna lose. He, the only way he would lose is to Sheamus, or I th- I heard they're trying to do Sheamus, McIntyre, and Gunther. Gunther. That'd be a that'd banger. Be, that'd be a banger after banger. That would be Shout a- out to uh, Corey Graves for putting having one of my favorite lines <laughs> of the night when Raquel Rodriguez came back. Um, oh. I, I was cracking up. I, I was like, that's incredibly racist. I, I was watching that with Cass, and it went right over her head. And I was like, did you hear what he just said? No. What? Do you guys hear how loud the crowd just got? It's like she's related to half of the Alamo. <laughs> she's related to... I was like, yo. no." Tw- I, and the first thing I thought, I was like, oh, Twitter is going to blame him. That shit is so fucking funny. Uh, Pat Pat McAfee also was unbelievable classic. too. I miss Pat so much. I miss him so much. Having like Pat and Corey are my two favorite. I can't stand Wade. Barrett. I uh, oh, Wade Wade's fine, but he's not Pat McAfee because Pat is just so like genuine. And when he started talking about. Seamus and Drew we just kept on calling. He was like, what is their name called? Something I can't say because <laughs> it's part things in adult activities. He's like, does it take place on a bus? <laughs> I'm just banger like, protect, after banger after banger. Protect Pat McAfee at all costs. Because, man, I'm glad he's back now that college football is over. Yes. 
And I love their genuine reaction of them just not knowing Pat McAfee was coming out. Uh, Michael Cole's reaction was hilarious. He's like, oh my god, it's Pat! We didn't know! I didn't know any of this! I was like, alright, Cole, calm down, calm down. Sir. No, I love, I genuine, Michael Cole genuinely, like, loses his shit. I'm a massive fan. Like, that, it's like, okay, you got the guy who's been working for the company forever to fucking pop. <laughs> I'm here for it. Let me see if I have a, a quote. Because me and my brother were texting all night about it. And we were like, oh. Uh, Cor- uh, Cody hitting the shattered dreams was also great. That was good. That was good. I even though he didn't sell it right. Because Oh, let Absolutely me get not. down. No, you're supposed to be stuck there. Oh, Pat McAfee called Peacock the cock. <laughs> it was a good rumble. It was a good rumble. I I was so excited for Rey Mysterio to come out and not come out. I was so mad because I was like, oh, Jaden, this is dad, was daddy's favorite wrestler growing up. Never came out. It never came out. And then Dom came out. I was like, his piece of shit son just came out with his mask. <laughs> Ripped the mask up. And he's like, it's your, your favorite son? I was like, yes. It's Dom. Like oh, Cole hates Dom, too. Uh, um, they called him a prison bitch. <laughs> Elite commentary. Free reign. Triple H is like, just go have fun. Just have, just have at it. It was great. It was great. Like I, I had a blast. Was, My buddy Chris was, was like, oh, it was very underwhelming. I was like, what are you talking You're about? I was like, it. sometimes the be- the most predictable outcome is the best outcome. And that was that situation. Literally, Everything the only thing wanted. that I didn't like was Bianca and Alexis' match because it was just it was just a match. Like we nothing all knew nothing was gonna happen, and we knew and Bianca was gonna win. Yeah. Like I thought that was like, well, maybe Same Bianca thing. will lose, and then maybe she'll be in the Rumble or like something weird. What? No, it was just a match. Bianca Same wins. Point. Okay, cool. And then the thing with Alexa again, and it's like, so where was that during the match? If you couldn't, if you weren't able to predict any of those matches, like a hundred percent. Like you throughout the card, watch You're, I got 100% on the card. I literally got 100%. I, I really, I've been loosely paying attention to Raw and SmackDown over the last like three months, and I predicted every match. You just have to pay attention a little bit and understand, like, okay, the, the vision isn't for anything to happen here. The vision is down the road, and we'll probably get Sammy and Roman at Elimination Chamber. That's what I'm thinking. And then Sammy's going to cost Roman at, at Mania. Can't and wait. I can't wait. Can't wait. That pop. Because now the crowd hates Roman. They did Finally. the one thing. Finally. They haven't been able to hate him forever. And now they finally got them to hate him again. So now when he loses, it's going to have this massive, like, it's the streak. That pop when he hit him with the chair. That was... But they got to play because we're all, it's still the same thing. We're all kind of expecting Roman to lose at Mania. So it's still, but I don't know. It's been so long. Like, it's just like, it, it, like. It's it's not on the level of the be, the beating the streak but for a rub, but it'll be the biggest thing since then because Roman hasn't lost a match in like, I don't know, going on three years now. Mm-hmm. Hasn't been pinned in like three years. Hasn't been pinned, yeah. He he absolutely has to get pinned too. He absolutely oh, yeah. has to get pinned. Does that have to be clean? No. It's not I gonna be clean. It's no. gonna take hellfire and brimstone. 
And it's going to be Zayn and Owens coming to save the day. It's going to take about seven crossroads. (laughs) Crossroads, do it, Cody. Do it for your family. Crossroads, pick them up. Crossroads, Crossroads, pick them up. Crossroads. One, two, we get down again. And then Cody's going to start crying. <laughs> what more do I have to do? And then uh, Brandy's going to come out with their, their daughter that saved racism. And <laughs> and his dog. <laughs> and they're going to fucking hit him and with He's going to hit him with the bionic elbow. Bong! And then pin. And, and SoFi will go crazy. And then he's going to have the winged eagle belt. He teased that. He's been talking about I, that for years. And I liked it. I love it. He's been I, talking about doing that for years. Because I don't really like the WWE title belt right now. No, it's just, no. I don't like he, it. He did it with the I. He's really into, like, the, the retro belts. Like, mm-hmm. the white IC title is one of my favorite titles. Me too. I hate the way it looks now. It's It I looks nice, but it's stupid. I don't mind the way the U.S. title looks. It's grown on me, but I hate the way the IC title looks. Yeah, we need to bring it back. We need to bring but it back. the white IC title belt, even even if you went black with that IC title, that's fine too. But, bring it back. Uh, the tag I titles. Love. I also hate the tag titles. I don't like the way the tag titles look either. With the Steven Spark Ten Health Helm, I don't like that either. But um, they can definitely bring back the wing eagle. I mean. Or they can bring back the one that I have, the attitude one that has the wing, the wing eagle, but not really. Nah, give me, give me the, the Stone Cold Steve Austin one. Ooh, yeah, Stone Cold, that's the one I have. Yeah, the wing eagle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wing eagle, bring it back. He's the, yeah, I think I'm, I'm talking about the Bret Hart one. Yes, yes, the Bret Hart. Yeah, one. yeah, 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 yeah. Give me that, that, that whole either one of them. Like either one, either one, either one. That's great. It'll be a nice change, a throwback to it. I can't wait for Cody to be champion. He deserves it. It's going to be fun. They has should, chance, they should has chance in AEW. Like, fucked it up. They, yeah. Refused to become a heel. They should absolutely let Dustin be there for that. Yeah. If they don't let him go and give him the hug, because nobody in that family has ever experienced that. I think they've ever touched it. <laughs> no, because by the time Dusty was in WWE, it was getting punished. For running NWA, baby. Which sucks because when you see how over and how quickly and how over he got, if he had been in WWE earlier, he absolutely would have been a champion. Mm-hmm. Dusty Rhodes, baby. Could talk with the best that But yeah, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap yeah. it up. We're at 315. We just went on a long wrestling tangent. We never get a chance to talk about wrestling on here. I know. We never get to do that. And listen to James. Whining, complaining. Wrestling is fake. And then Anthony talked about the, the bunnies mm-hmm. <laughs> on there. Uh. All right, uh, Pod. You don't have to do the the the, the, the singles. We could just stay here. Podcast Poppy underscore on all social media platforms. Uh, I'll have this episode out soon because uh, it's now two in the morning. Uh, good thing I don't have to open today. Uh, tomorrow I don't have to wake up super early. So. <laughs> Good thing we're doing a late recording this week because I've opened every day this week. <laughs> so that would have been miserable. Uh, but yeah. Go Liberty. Go Nets. Uh, go Chiefs. Mm, teaser. Tease. Teaser. My homeboy. <laughs>
Thank oh, thank you to the listeners before I I'll take my social thing down and put up our social thing. And follow us on everywhere that you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. We're on all of it. Please like, share, subscribe, hit the notification button, hit all of it for us. We appreciate everything. And yeah, this has been a great episode. Two Man Weave. We're still going. We will be back next week, like I said, with some picks, predictions. I'll try to let Dylan talk me into doing a parlay for the game. Ooh, I need to and... think. I, I need to. I need to make a bet. Do you? Do you want to bet the coin toss? I'll think about it. Who's the home team? Home team wears white. But I'm saying, who's who's call, who's picking the coin? I think Philly is. I'll yeah, yeah, because the Chiefs are wearing white. The Chiefs are wearing white. That's official already. Yeah, Chiefs are wearing white. I'll think about it. You coming for the Super Bowl? Good chance. Good chance. Uh, I'll make food. Yeah, I'll think about it. We'll, we'll start. We have yeah. we have a few days. We have another show. Follow me on all the socials. I A M underscore M B J. Uh, shout out to the guys, to the rest of the guys, Josh Roz, uh, Snow Bunny Killer, Anthony. Eat a dick, Anthony. <laughs> James. Uh, shout out. Hopefully we'll have some predictions from some guests. Working on it. Let's see if we can we'll have you know, have some fun, we'll have some predictions. Uh not sure if Josh will be on. Figure out when he gets to do that penalty, which I can't wait for. The ALS challenge, we'll try to get that up. You said I get the video of you from earlier this year with Anthony. If he ever, Anthony he doesn't want to cash in. He, he doesn't want to cash in on his bets. I have, I can't show the the brand, but here's his tequila right here that he, he still has a. He won a couple on. bets, and then he'd be like, "Oh, you guys don't pay up." I'm like, what are we doing here, Anthony? What are we, how are we supposed to get to see? You? I can't just zap it to you. But as you want me to show up to your house and fucking. Just nobody be there? Just stand there, looking around. Like a weirdo and get the police called on me? <laughs> so, yeah, we will be back better than ever. And that is everything. I don't think there's anything else that we have to hit. Uh, shout out to the – well, not shout out. Grammys, uh, go Beyonce. <laughs> don't think she's going to win, but go Beyonce. Anybody but – hashtag anybody but Taylor Swift. <laughs> End of time is the best Beyonce song of all time. Yeah, we're not going to argue for another 30 minutes. <laughs> we're not going to do it. We'll be back. We're going to do a music episode, so maybe it'll come up then. But until then, we will see you later and beat you again.